93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Tuesday, November 19th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police have arrested a woman in connection with the death of her 32-year-old daughter last year, according to Philadelphia police. 63-year-old Yelena Nezhikovskaya is charged with third-degree murder, false reporting, and drug delivery resulting in death. Her daughter, Yulia, who was a quadriplegic, died at their home on the 9600 block of Bustleton Avenue on December 17th, 2018. Yelena was arrested over the weekend. The cause, uh, the official cause of death was determined to be drug intoxication and the manner to be homicide. Investigators say Yelena gave Yulia a legal dose of medication and alcohol. Neighbors say they can't imagine how difficult it is to care for 30, a 32-year-old quadriplegic, but they also can't imagine it driving someone to murder their own daughter. Neighbors also say it was normal to hear Yulia yelling in her mentally disabled state. Yelena has a preliminary hearing on December 4th. The Taliban said they freed on Tuesday an American and an Australian hostage held since 2016 in exchange for three top Taliban figures who were released by the Kabul government and flown to Afghanistan the previous day. The hostages, American Kevin King and Australian Timothy Weeks, were released in southern Zabul Providence, ending their more than three years in captivity. It wasn't immediately known if the two hostages, both professors at the American University of Kabul, were handed over to Afghan government representatives, uh, intermediaries, or U.S. forces. Their freedom came hours after the Afghan government freed three Taliban prisoners and sent them to Qatar. It appears the Taliban had refused to hand over two prof- the two professors until they received proof that the men had reached Qatar. A high school football game that had been postponed after a shooting on Friday night in Pleasantville, New Jersey, will resume later this week at Lincoln Financial Field while the youngest victim continues to fight for his life. The Philadelphia Eagles organization said the game will be played at 4 o'clock on Wednesday. The man who police say was the intended target of the shooting was hit and seriously wounded. The shooting at the game between the Pleasantville Greyhounds and the Camden Panthers also left a 10-year-old critically injured and a 15-year-old boy with a graze wound. The 10-year-old remains in critical condition at Cooper University Hospital. The men facing charges for the shooting include Alvin Wyatt, who faces three counts of attempted murder. It's a horrible story, but it's very cool of them to open up the link for that. And Uh, let them play the game there. Yeah. Yeah. In sports this morning... The Flyers have called up playmaking center Morgan Frost from AHL affiliate Lafayette, uh, I'm sorry, Lehigh Valley, and sent Carson Twarinski down to the Phantoms. Frost, a 20-year-old prospect who the Flyers selected in the first round of the 2017 draft, had 12 points in 16 games with Lehigh Valley this season. The Flyers are on the road tonight with a game against Florida against the Panthers, uh, and the puck drops at 7 o'clock. In Monday Night Football, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the L.A. Chargers last night at an NFL game in Mexico City. Patrick Mahomes led the Chiefs' offense to a 24-17 win. Daniel Sorensen grabbed Phillip Rivers' fourth interception at the goal line with 18 seconds to play, and the Chiefs stayed on top of the AFC West with the win. Mahomes passed for 182 yards and hit Travis Kelsey for his only touchdown, while LaShawn McCoy and Darrell Williams rushed for touchdowns as the Chiefs hung on to win the fourth regular season NFL game played in Mexico. And after a three-game road trip, the Sixers are off until tomorrow night when they'll return home to host the New York Knicks. 
the tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kath. So, uh, Tuesday morning, just squeaking our way into the work week, and uh, we have some stuff planned for you. You know we'd like to hand out some ink. You know, we saw a picture somebody sent of a, uh, a most recent Preston and Steve tattoo recipient <clears throat> who apparently loves Dunkin' Donuts as well. Did you see that one? <laughs> I did see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's crazy. our names, <laughs> Preston and Steve, huge on their on their inner forearm, but in the font and color of the Dunkin' Donuts logo. It's, it's hilarious. It is. It is like, and that's commitment, man. They oh, yeah. They got it very, very large. <laughs> It's Forever. not like it's discreetly hidden in the tattoo. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It's Preston and Steve. Yeah, so if you want to do that, that is totally up to you, and you get 100% approval from us. But if you want to be more subtle and be a little more artistic, you can do that, too. It's up to you. You are the master of your tattoo. You just do have to include us in there somewhere. You do you. You yeah. do you with us. Yes. Somehow or another. Uh, but text the word tattoo to 39333, and uh, we'll see if you can win. We'll grab a random Winner at some point during the program. Uh, we have our friends from Primo Hoagie stopping by today. They're going to drop off some goodies for us to eat, and we will share the love because we will give away some uh, gift cards so that you have a chance to get out and eat up as well. So we'll do that. And we have some movie screening passes. We have some other prizes. We'll have your chance to win uh, through the course of the morning as well. So we're just going to hang, have a good time, yes. get some stuff away, do things like that uh, throughout this particular day. We're ramping up. We are now inside two weeks away from the Camp Out for Hunger. It is yeah. now officially less than two weeks away. Planning's intense. So make sure that you make your plans uh, to come and join us and uh, participate. And We have a lot of uh, clients that are helping out as well, like Acme and Hand and Stone and some other uh, that do, the others that you hear us talk about that are donating portions of the proceeds. So if you have a chance to, and you want to go out and buy some gift cards or you want to, uh, you know, go ahead and do some things you would normally do, try and uh, target some sponsors that are supporting the Camp Out for Hunger. It'll only help. And you can, you can already get whatever services you were going to have in the first place, but have a portion of the proceeds go to the Camp Absolutely. Out. I was in Acme over the weekend and I heard us. Coming to the sound system for the That's first time. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. We recorded some yeah. stuff that you'll hear in your local <laughs> Acme uh, when you stop in, which is pretty solid. So, all right, so these things and more are taking place. Uh, I have an entertainment report ready to go and a stupid question with some giveaways in conjunction with that. Uh, we'll tell you about the word of the week, probably some other stuff in a little bit. We'll be back in a little while. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Got a uh, text from somebody that says, Hey, everyday listener, diehard fan, hope to see you guys at camp out on Monday. Gadzook says from John. Well, I hope you don't mean this Monday, John, because <laughs> it's not this Monday. It's the following Monday. So just a heads up. But we are officially under two weeks now. Yeah. So, so we're getting ready for that. Stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Patrick Warburton. Putty. <laughs> Friday, January 10th at Punchline. Uh, the question has to do with Morse code, and I just need you to tell me what SOS is in Morse code. 
in dots and dashes, please. Two one five two six three WMMR. If you want to go da 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 or whatever, I don't, I don't care. But just dots and dashes. Thank you. SOS and Morse code. I had always wished I would have learned that. I but did. I, there's no way I could at that speed. You knew it. I had a uh, a quasi ham radio setup. It was one of those Radio Shack kits. Yeah. And it had I had the whole thing, and I was pretty good. You know. Spelling out letter per letter, and I was pretty good at. Rem- I don't remember a single thing. Right, yeah. right. I just know SOS. Yeah, that's, that's it. Pretty much it. Uh, and YYZ. I do know that too. Yes, yeah. that's the beginning of that. Song. Right, right. Yeah, Morse yeah. code YYZ. Oh, is that what that is? That's exactly. I think what we that talked is. about this. Yeah, it's from the uh, the Toronto airport code is YYZ, and they were and Rush was flying in, and they heard it uh, because they were on a private plane, and and every. Airport has a uh, a beacon. Right, we learned that from uh, Die Hard too. Exactly, yes. we did. Yes, and uh, they heard that 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 that. They're like, that's pretty cool. Let's do that. We should make a song out of it. They did. All right, so there's your rush lesson for the day. Birthdays today. While we are awaiting your answer, and we'll start off with a progressive band member, progressive rock band member. Tuesday, November nineteenth is the birthday of Justin Chancellor of Tool. They played last night. You know anybody who saw the show? No, nah, I haven't feedback? heard any feedback yet. Says so, you know, I slept all night, so uh, but I would like to hear eventually. But um, maybe he was super extra happy because it was his birthday last night. Put on a super duper awesome show. I don't really know, uh, but they are a hell of a talented band, man. It takes a lot to listen to them though because it's a. Uh, it's a mindful of music. They're, they're, they're uh, as you said, they're, well, there's there's a, a mood involved. you got to be in the right mood. Yeah. But uh, kinetic, cool, yeah. uh, always interesting. Very heady. Yes. Uh, 48 years old today, Justin Chancellor. Another musician, Matt Sorum. He's a great drummer. Oh. He's one of these guys that can kind of sit in and play with anybody. Uh, Guns N' Roses, Velvet Revolver, The Cult, to name a few. He is celebrating his. Oh, I didn't know he was with The Cult. Uh, 59th birthday. Yeah, I don't know how long or what era of the cult, but he definitely era. played with them. What uh, era were you in? <laughs> but he's uh, he's solid and is uh, 59 years old today. Actor Adam Driver. Uh, yeah, Kylo, Kylo Ren from yeah. uh, the Star Wars universe is uh, 36 today. Uh, and he's uh, he's one of those... Unassuming, good-looking guys. Uh, women, women like women his, do dig him. He's got his own style, like Adrian Brody. You know what I mean? Exactly. He's got a big nose. He's got a big nose. Yeah, but he he wears it well, uh, uh, and he's he's a solid actor. I like him. First time I saw him was on that show, uh, Girls. I the, uh, oh, is that where he comes yeah, from? That's, okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I always mention this when a cast member has a birthday, but this is where I leave you. is a great movie. He's in it. And he plays kind of the did you, did the you bag brother. Did you see Black Klansman? I did not. No, really, really good. good. Okay, really good. I he's really good in it as well. All right, uh, he's thirty-six today. Uh, we also have Jodie Foster, one of the greats, ma'am. Yeah. She's uh, fifty-seven years old today. Was she she was in Freaky Friday, right? Was she? Who was? Yeah, who, yeah. the original oh, yeah. Freaky Friday was Jodie Foster. And instead of the remake with Lindsay Lohan, which was she played in a band, it was water skiing. <laughs> Was her uh, big water skiing. Do you remember that? I do. You're right. Yeah. yeah it wasn't a was, band. She was a water skier. She was also the original. She was the Coppertone baby, wasn't she? She was. That is correct. The 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 classic uh, logo of the dog pulling the bottom, the bikini yeah. bottom off of the little girl, and you see the tan line. That's yeah. Jodie Foster. I wonder how 
well that uh, Freaky Friday movie holds up because I remember watching it as a kid and loving it. It was that, remade as yeah. Taxi Driver. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The original one? Yeah. Oh, I bet it doesn't hold up at all. Yeah. That's why you don't see it anymore. No. Yeah. That's no. why I never, you never Like those never movies, plays. you notice they don't show like Super Dad anymore with uh, Bob Crane or any of those old uh, or, Disney movies. Or Steve, the uh, uh, the computer that wore tennis, tennis shoes. shoes. Yeah. Actually, Herbie, that was another, the love bug, that was another one that I remember as a kid loving. Oh, me too? Yeah. But the computer that wore tennis shoes, that was... Uh, um, Kurt Russell. Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. there was a Jan Michael Vincent was in the other one about the, it was like a Tarzan guy who was a college athlete. Do you no remember that one? No. Uh-uh. Yeah. So they had, they had a whole series of those. And that's Super Dad was in that, uh, Herbie the Love Bug was Shaggy in that. Dog and the Shaggy, Shaggy DA. DA. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Those were, uh, Flubber. Those were Flubber. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they were, they were fun at the time. Yeah. They were a lot of fun at the time, but they they do do not hold no, up at no. all now. But uh, anyhow, Jodie Foster is uh, fifty seven years old today. Meg Ryan uh, is has got a year on uh, Jodie. She's fifty eight. We were just talking about her. She was um, wasn't she seen with an with they believe an engagement ring for John Cougar Mellencamp? Yeah, and they've been together for a long time. I think they've. Uh, They've really just been taking their time. Who knows if it'll end up happening. Do me a favor, Nick. Pull up her IMDb if you don't mind because I would like to see when the last time she actually worked was. Last year. All right. A, a TV series called Picture Paris. What? Yeah, I don't know that What? One Did that actually come out? And then 2015 was the time before that. She was in a, a movie called Ithaca. The last one I remember at being promoted at all was she was like a boxing manager. I think it was Omar Epps was the boxer. Do you remember that? I do all? remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. yeah. I'm just curious because of the poor facial surgery work that she's have done, I, I just don't, you know, you can't act anymore. No. Well, no. And it's, the only it, one it's who, hard. Who kind of pulls that your off. face is, doesn't move. To share... Uh, and, and she kind of sometimes plays either herself or a caricature of herself, yeah. you know what I mean? But, yeah, Meg Ryan tweaked it a bit much. And, and oh, listen, if you're an actor and you can't move your face, yeah. it really works against you. It does. Tell me like, about it, sister friend. <laughs> you remember her? I mean, like Top Gun and, and Armed and Dangerous, how cute she well, was. But Harry was, met Sally. Yeah. She was the perfect girl next door, fresh-faced, yeah. blonde, America's sweetheart type, you know? Yeah. And she's a, she's legitimately a good actress. Yep. Uh, so she's fifty eight today. Allison Janney, great actress. Um, she's in a new series that they keep teasing on HBO with Hugh Jackman. Did you see that? No. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. She's playing an Aussie. Okay. I, w- I will have to see that. She was so great in I Tanya as her psychotic <laughs> mother, her just evil mom. She's and- the. She played it. What did she end up? She won a Golden she Globe. A, I, was she nominated? She was nominated for an Oscar as well, I believe. I don't know if she won. She might have won it. I don't know. So she's in the second it. season of uh, Kaminsky Method, Preston, and ah. she plays herself. And she's uh, she goes up against Michael Douglas, uh, who has the acting school, and um, the students would much rather learn from her than oh, from him. No. And she goes, and I'll give you four reasons. And then she cites off all the awards that she's won. <laughs> wow. it's, it's pretty funny, yeah. All right. So she's 60 today. Uh, Calvin Klein, the designer. Nothing is. comes between me and my Calvin Klein's, right? <laughs> 77 today. See, yep. I automatically went to Back to the Future. You went to... Um, yeah, that's right. Brooke Shields, and I went to Marty McFly. That's yeah. right. Calvin. Ma- Marty. Cal- Marty. <laughs> Calvin. Uh, so 77 years old today. Uh, it's also Larry King's birthday today. Larry. Yeah, Larry's uh, 86 years old. Uh, former talk show host. I don't, what is, does hey, Larry. He, Larry do any kind of work now? He does. Or is he, just... he does his own. It's a, it's a web series, I think, or it's okay. on one, so, some sub-channel. But he's basically doing the same interviews he did on CNN. 
Uh, the last three birthdays are all in their 80s, so Larry is 86. And Larry getting uh, the divorce. Yeah. Yeah, the big divorce. He's, yeah. uh, he has a lot of living left to do. Yeah. A lot of women out there. Uh, Ted Turner uh, is 81. Does he have Alzheimer's? Uh, or... He's got something degenerative. Yeah, yeah the founder so. of CNN. We just mentioned CNN, so yeah. Ted Turner founded that cable news network. He... Louis Body Dementia Preston. Louis... Oh, man. Yeah. That's oh, what that's... Um, Robert, Williams. Robert Williams had, yeah. So he was he had the foresight of satellites yes. and television. He right. was he was at that from the beginning. He created the the superstation concept. Atlanta. He yeah. just he had a TV station in Atlanta. He's like and that's why I lived in South Carolina and we would get that Atlanta television station and it was wild TBS, at the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, we got TBS. And, and you have, you'd have to watch the Braves games. We'd watch yeah. Braves games exactly. <laughs> it's like what am I watching this? That was it. <laughs> So, but he he, brave. he saw the future, man. He, he absolutely did. Uh, 81 years old today. Uh, and then last birthday, Dick Cavett had him as an in-studio guest one time. Very cool. Yeah, you got to remember that Dick Cavett scored, well, in pop culture history, the day after Woodstock, he scored interviews with half those artists on his show. My favorite was when he sat down with not only John Lennon, but Forrest Gump yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. That religion, too. Yeah, and we didn't even know it, but he inspired the song Imagine. How you're, about You're that? a complete imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been with someone so stupid as you are. <laughs> you're incredibly dumb. I mean, savagely, stupidly dumb. Dangerously dumb. <laughs> And that inspired him to yeah. write one of the greatest songs. Imagine if you were dead, how much better the world would be because you're so dangerously, stupidly dumb. We could all die from your stupidity. Wow. Uh, Dick Cavett is 83 years old today. All right. Let's see if we can get the answer to the stupid question. What is SOS in Morse code? 215. <laughs> Look at the answers. I know. They're, at, they're literally dots and dashes that they wrote on our monitor here. I actually... We should take a picture of that. Yeah. Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number. Uh, what is SOS and Morse code? That is the question. And I will go to Steve for the answer. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Thank oh! you, sir. All right. So in Morse code, what is SOS? It's going to be three dots, three dashes, three dots. You are correct. Yeah. Yeah. An S is three dots and an O is three dashes. Hang on a second, Steve. Kathy, did you know that? Or is that only a guy thing? No, I didn't know that. Okay. I also believe the first time it was implemented for a naval disaster was the Titanic. Really? Yes. I was not aware of that. There are other uh, distress signals, which which are international, and that's uh, CQD. That's, uh, yeah. And uh, SOS. Those are the three. That's the Zach Morse code. The Zach Morse Morse code. All right. (laughs) Uh, Steve got it right, so we are going to give him a pair of tickets to see Patrick Warburton. Friday, January 10th, 945 at Punchline Philly. You can get tickets for Patrick's January 10th and 11th shows at Ticketmaster.com. They are 21 and over shows, by the way. Well, we've uh, steered away from the family for a little bit. We'll, we'll dive back in. After Unfortunately, m- stuff builds up when you see. You can tap it day by day, or you can let it accrue. Yeah, we've been uh, Jenner and Kardashian free for a while, but we'll go to this. After micromanaging her wildly successful company, Kylie Cosmetics, since its launch in 2015, 21-year-old billionaire Kylie Jenner has sold a majority stake. Hmm, 51%, right? Yep, in it to Coty for $600 million. Ah! The 51% stake of the $1.2 billion company goes to a brand conglom that also owns CoverGirl, OPI, 
uh, Rimmel, GHD, and Clairol. So Co- Cody is the uh, is the umbrella company. Okay, I've I've heard that name for years with cosmetics. Uh, Jenner will maintain creative control. She said in a release. Uh, she said, I'm excited to partner with Cody to continue to reach even more fans of Kylie Cosmetics and Kylie Skin around the world. I look forward to continuing the creativity and ingenuity for each collection that consumers have come to expect and engage with my fans across social media, she says. Speaking of social media, is her Instagram following number 270 million, Nick? No, it's uh, 151. Sorry, I was looking at it. What's Twitter. Uh, I'll check, but um, I'm interested, uh, actually, in this for the first time. I'm interested in a Jenner story because it seems to me uh, that $600 million might not be enough. Um, You know, getting out now, she's only had it for five years. I I bet it'd be worth a billion or two. Yeah, but uh, she still owns owns half of it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I I missed that part. Yep. Yeah, so she owns 49% and she she just made $600 million. Right. Let's see how much she makes over the next how many years, whatever you gave her. And so, she's also starting sub-companies, and she could also buy back controlling interest if she wanted to. And this essentially means she's she's letting people who know what they're doing handle yep. it now. Like like everyone did from the beginning, because yeah. she had no idea. Yeah. Uh, but while many on social media applauded her money moves, others predicted a dip in quality. Uh, someone had commented <laughs> saying, coming to a shelf at Walmart near you. Uh. <laughs> well, yeah, right? Yeah. If you get the product out and people... So, Kathy, you use... Kylie products I, or yeah I, right? yes I I wanted to try it so I went out I think it was um like last year around the holiday season and I bought the one of the lip kits yeah and how did you it like it yeah I liked it a lot of people complain that it wears off pretty quick um I wouldn't disagree with that but I just bought a, I bought the gloss so I use other lipstick under it or sometimes I'll just throw the gloss on this is cosmetic chat for the yeah, morning please. Um, just but... a caveat here though Kathy often applies lipstick to her eyes and not <laughs> eyeliner to her lips so she has a different way of putting on her makeup but money wise I, I mean, hate it though yeah, at all money wise though there have been other uh, celebs that have when they put their their products in these chain stores, a la Target, uh, Walmart, or whatever, Jessica, Jessica Simpson, Simpson. Yeah, her line was... of stuff has made her a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, but and it's all department store stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, okay, right? Yeah, I isn't guess she so. predominantly in in she's department like in stores? Like... She's not yeah. high, like a yeah. Rodeo Drive no, kind of stuff. No, she's not. But like you can find her stuff at the um, discounted stores, like TJ Maxx and right. Marshalls yeah. and places like that. So I'm not really sure. Like usually that means it didn't sell well but she's a billionaire so really the the goal for anybody selling anything is get it into walmart i mean yeah so many people buy their everything at walmart if you sell it there you're gonna yes. sell a lot more agreed agreed i'm more a, a maxinista but of course you still are. yeah uh right lily reinhardt has issued a psa to fans about the dangers of photoshopping apps uh the riverdale star shared her thoughts on instagram stories specifically targeting Body tune, which can tweak a person's appearance. Uh, the star has become celebrated as one of the staunchest body positive celebs around, consistently calling out photoshopping as a major mental health issue. Of course, though, she's gorgeous. Well, yeah. Yeah. She says, This morning I was uh, looking for an app that would help me resize my photos to better fit Instagram, and then I came across this app, and it then proceeded to play a little clip as part of their advertisement which I screen recorded. After that, a video played showing a woman's arm being slimmed down in the app. She said, this is not okay. This is why people develop eating disorders. This is why social media has become hazardous to our health. This is why people have unrealistic expectations of their bodies. Uh, She also said, I implore you, uh, do not use these kinds of apps. If you Photoshop your body, 
you're adding to this problem. This is how unrealistic standards of human bodies have been created to the point where people alter their bodies surgically to mm-hmm. achieve unattainable unattainable results. We are better than this. I, I understand the message. I think it's legit. Yet, have you yeah. ever seen the population of Riverdale? Oh, yeah. They're stunning. <laughs> They're all stunning. Yeah, she would never have to use something right, like right. this or would want to use something like that. But I think it's cool that she's saying you don't have to either. I mean, uh, she said that looking skinnier uh, in a photo on Instagram is not worth the detrimental psychological effects that the photoshopping apps have given our generation. I'll, I'll tell you what is pretty cool, though. Have you, do you On the new iPhone, that camera? That is a mofo. You can do make, all, all. Does it make you look skinny? Well, there are all sorts <laughs> of just effects that my the photographs have never looked better. And taking photographs of people, I, I found they it, it just looks much better. The, the way the you know the lighting is no light. And all that. There's no light yeah. on earth that flatters me. It's See, always going to be a mess. But still, I've used filters before, but those like body where you have to like you know make yourself look skinnier or stretch yourself out like i look like i'm on stilts like I've, oh yeah i oh. played around with them i can't i don't know how to do it how do all these people do it to make it look oh, the real? ones who get good at it are really good at it but the ones that aren't are hilarious especially when you see like around the hips where the environment around them is bent as well yeah, yeah like the chair they, behind yeah, yeah, the them. chair is bent I, I took a picture with somebody recently who posted a, a photo of us together and had doctored all of it <laughs> And I look like a wax figure. And I'm like, okay. I told, I've told you, a friend of mine did, did that to me. And she was like, here. And I was like, wow, you think I look that bad that you need to make me look like a wax figure? Uh, let, let me say this to anyone who takes a picture with me. Let me be the contrast to your good looks. You don't have to adjust anything on me. I'll serve as the contrast and gladly do so. Yep. She said, uh, once you alleviate yourself from of the pressure to conform to fake or unreal standards... Uh, the world is a lot brighter, Reinhardt concluded, I promise you. So, you make the world so much brighter. <laughs> <laughs> if only we all sounded yes, like that. like situation. Yeah. Uh, since 2017's DC mega-hit Justice League was released, fans have been left wanting more. Hold on a second. Yes. We, was it a picture, picture was one of our friends, uh, people that we know? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you look great. You are right. Uh, you have no yeah. wrinkles. Yeah, uh, that's uh, the, uh, one of the new exhibits at Madame Tussauds. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I told you. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so since uh, Justice League was released, fans have been left wanting more. Director Zack Snyder, who was also behind Man of Steel and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, chose to step down from the project when his daughter had died. Uh, Marvel's Joss Whedon then took the reins and guided the film to completion. Uh, Whedon was tasked with cutting the film's runtime to 120 minutes or less and injecting humor after Batman v Superman's negative reception. Uh, plot changes and rewrites ensued, and while the film netted $657.9 million worldwide against a $300 million budget, fans have increasingly pushed for a near-mythical Snyder cut of the film, and apparently does exist. But Warner Brothers uh, would have to pour millions into the effort as it's a rough cut with unfinished shots and unmixed audio. So, so everyone's sort of pushing for it. Uh, yeah. Gal Gadot, Godot, uh, uh, all of the uh, various people, the principals. Yeah, Ray Fisher and Ben Affleck, they've all jumped in. Yeah, And um, so the uh, listener, Bob, who actually got us the contact with um, Zack Snyder, he's his brother-in-law. Uh, indicated that they're they're really uh, fighting for this. I honestly, the uh, director's cut, the Zack Snyder cut of Batman v Superman, 
adds back in about 30 minutes of stuff that makes that theatrical cut make so much more sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really essential plot points were cut out of the theatrical release. The whole thing, though, and, and it's weird because I, I do enjoy it, um, but but I'm talking about all of it. You know, the yeah. Batman v Superman, all, all, all yeah. of it seems rushed to me. And it's I, I feel like they were up, they maybe felt like they were up against like a time crunch because they of the Marvel stuff they going were. on. And, and so, Case, there's a very good point to make that that you introduce a whole bunch of characters in like basically in quick time movies and mm-hmm. Batman v Superman. And they had to really cover lost, lost ground because they'd spend so much time with Batman. That said, though, I really impressed. I know you agree. I, I, I love the movies. Yep. I, a lot of fun. I did. I absolutely did. Uh, so yeah, Snyder himself is asking Warner Brothers if they will if they will agree to it. So we'll we'll see if that ends up happening. Uh, Desperate Housewives alum Felicity Huffman was all smiles as she fulfilled her community service duties. I'm having such a good time. She photographed. She was photographed delivering cupcakes to a building where she's been completing community services. Yeah, a cup. Part of her sentence <laughs> after uh, pleading guilty for her role in the college admission scandal. These are cupcakes. <laughs> After uh, she's a fan, couple. After does anyone want some cupcakes? After completing eleven days behind, but don't we have a click that I did uh, the other day that we do? We have it. We have not visited it yet. I visited it yet. Visited We will have to hear that at some point. All right. She gonna work again? Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Is what? Is she gonna work again? Yes, she will. She she copped to it immediately. She did her, uh, listen, uh, many people have come back from very uh, bad career choices. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Right, right Robert Downey yeah. Jr. So yeah. uh, well, she, she did something. She paid her time. She's well, doing she, her public service. Thankfully, has Lori Laughlin making her look better. Right, yeah. So much better. Keep That's at it, Lori. If you could kill someone, that'd be great. After completing 11 days behind bars, she's expected to complete 250 hours of community service, undergo a year of probation, and pay a $30,000 fine. Uh, she's reportedly working at a local <laughs> rehab center for previously homeless girls who want to get their GED. is called the Teen Project. Uh, and she's also enjoying her freedom. Uh, she was spotted out with her husband, William H. Macy, driving around in a Porsche. Mm. Uh, she joined the vast majority of parents and uh, coaches wrapped up in the scandal by pleading guilty. But, of course, Lori Laughlin and her husband, Mossimo Giannulli, are uh, pleading not guilty, and they're trying to fight that. Did moment. you see the story of the people who are basically in the same uh, money strata as far as the Varsity Blues scandal goes, as the Laughlins, or as whatever they, the family name is? Um, that guy, the, the the guy who was indicted for you know get, trying to get his daughter into the, into the college, he received six months in jail, and um, he got a whole bunch of other much more um, severe charges yeah. and, and punitive stuff levied against him. So they're saying if he's any indication, Lori Laughlin could be looking at some, you know, a year plus, a couple of years. Okay. We'll see. Val Kilmer appeared for the Glam Art Exhibition at his Hellmel Studios in L.A. over the weekend. Uh, the usually reclusive star has been out and about more as of late and is set to appear alongside Tom Cruise and Top Gun 2, highly anticipated sequel, Doing theaters this summer. Uh, I'm uh, looking forward to, to seeing what that's about. I, I look. I, I saw the. Uh, I had hopes that they would take a more harder edge, um, you know, than the original, uh, and uh, maybe be a little bit more badass. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> the trailer does indicate that. <laughs> did you hear? Did you, did yeah, you did the Ice Man. I did, ice the, man. I did the teeth clay. <laughs> ice Man. I don't like doing that. It hurts my teeth. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, That's what he should do in this movie. I, I, I don't like it. It hurts my teeth. Why do they call you Iceman? Because I need ice on my... Steve, yeah. they should do it and he takes have his, teeth his out. dentures fall out. Right. Or press it. Right when he does. He takes them out and he marks the scene. Yeah. He takes them out and marks the scene. <laughs> Take the <It's> slate. <laughs> ice. Man. <sighs> Uh, so anyhow, he is 59 years old, recovering after a successful battle with throat cancer two years ago. Everything's good? Uh, Well, I don't know if everything's good, but he's recovering, so, um... Did you see that they are making a, uh, now he he died in MacGruber, uh, spoiler alert, but they are making a MacGruber series, did you see that? I thought I saw some about that I bet you he comes back back in that. I would love for, (laughs) he was so good, you can't even say his name on on the air because it's... Well, I don't, Okay. (laughs) See, here's the deal, Steve. There, it's C-U-N-T-H. Yeah, there is a place in media where it's K-U-N-T-Z. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. You saw it? Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're I talking like, about. So, <laughs> I, I can't even. Like, if they advertised with the radio station, right? we'd be like, go to this place <laughs> on Monroe it Street pronoun- Media. Is it pronounced that way? It I don't is. know. It would have no. to be. It's How like, would you pronounce K-U-N-T-Z? It's, but it's, a, it's a long U. It's is like it like, a, yeah, it's like Koontz. Dean Koontz? Exactly, okay. yeah. No, Dean Koontz is K-O-O-N-T-Z. I know, yeah. but there are, you know, other yeah, pronunciations. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I remember uh, Jim Cook, who was the, you know, the, the Sam yeah. Adams guy. He, I think he slightly changed the spelling of his name because it was a nench- and this is literally it was James Cock is how it's pronounced, and he like, didn't want to have that okay. name. No, like that's Ed a Cock- smart move. Koch? But that's how it was pronounced, and, okay. and he, he told me that story personally. So Taylor Swift's original name was Taylor Cock. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, had no idea. Okay, we're moving on. A uh, beautiful piece of pop culture history. I can't. I don't even know if I can write that one down. <laughs> It's like a rooster. Come on, people. I'll write it down. Cheese and crackers. Tough cookies. Tough cookies on you. Tough mother effing cookies, guys. Lick these. A beautiful piece of pop culture history is headed for the auction block. Uh, The Victor Edelstein blue velvet gown that Princess Diana famously wore to White House State Dinner in 1985 will be auctioned on December 9th. She famously danced with John Travolta to music. I remember that. Saturday Night Fever at that event, and the moment went ultra-viral for the 80s anyway. Oh, I've got to have that. Uh, you could possibly buy it. They'll let it out. Lucy Bishop of Carrie Taylor Auction said this is considered one of the most important iconic gowns ever worn by the princess. Do you remember that legendary uh, scene? Well, that, that I do. Moment in history. She it was, danced with John Travolta. She was the, the, the people's princess. And she looked as that shy Diana. Yes. And she was... Uh, she was smitten with Mr. Oh, absolutely. She, you yeah. could tell in those in the in the video that she was just it was super special for her. Uh, the photos of her being twirled around in the dance floor by handsome John Travolta at the White House caused a sensation at the time and remains so, uh, so memorable today. So that dress is going to be auctioned off. A uh, couple of downers here for you. Um, Mike, the situation Sorrentino's wife Lauren revealed that she suffered a miscarriage after getting oh, pregnant. Man. The night that he was released from prison, by the way. Uh, She shared the sad news uh, on Monday, uh, explaining at about six and a half, seven weeks, I miscarried. The pair shared their first wedding anniversary on November 1st. And also, 
uh, James Vanderbeek, who was, by the way, eliminated during uh, season 28 semifinals of Dancing with the Stars last night, revealed the same heartbreaking news. It was an emotionally wrought episode. His wife, Kimberly, suffered a miscarriage over the weekend. Uh, he said in, in a video... Uh, his video package, you know, they run these little videos yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of uh, them speaking. Uh, but he said, my wife Kimberly and I went through a, uh, a every expecting parent's worst nightmare. We lost the baby. Uh, the little soul that we had expected to welcome into our family took a shortcut to whatever lies beyond. He said, you never know why these things happen, and that's what I've been telling my kids. All you know is that it brings you closer together. It breaks you open. It opens up your heart. It deepens your appreciation. It makes you more human. Although he admitted that uh, he didn't think he'd be dancing on Monday evening, he chose to compete for Kimberly, who pushed him to continue in the competition. Wow! Did um, you see what happened? So when they he was eliminated, the the uh, the competing um, uh, girl is a pop singer. I'm, I'm not familiar with her. She's one of the contestants. Is it Allie Brooke? That's it. So yeah. uh, she was in tears and came over and said, "Can I? Can we give our spot to him?" Yeah. Yeah, she tried and, to. And Tom Bergeron was like saying, "Well, we can't do that." But everyone was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, and he I said, "I don't want your spot." Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm surprised he got eliminated. He was really good. He's a good dancer, and he he put on good shows. And uh, well, that was the conundrum because yeah. all of the judges were. Um, I don't. I can't nope. believe I'm invested into the show. I know. I love Kate Flannery. She Kate, said it. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's a popularity contest. By the way, this would have been their sixth child. Listen to the ages of these Whoa. kids too: one, three, five, seven, and nine. Whoa. So every other year they knock one out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So, but uh, obviously that's terrible. It's horrible. Terrible news. Yeah. All right. Happier stuff. Uh, the three top money winners in Jeopardy history are going to vie for a share of one point five million dollars next January, and the money's guaranteed. Like <laughs> they're going to walk out of there. Sure. Richer, no matter what. Oh yeah, so, it's it's like it's like a top level boxing match. You participate exactly. because you're going to make money no matter what. Uh, ABC and the quiz show's producer said Monday that Ken Jennings, Brad Rutter, and James Halshauer will compete in primetime episodes on the network. That's cool. That's so because Halshauer just walked away with the uh, most recent tournament of champions, so yes. he got a quarter million for that. The first contestant to win three matches will receive one million dollars. That's awesome. Um, uh, you know, and so the handicapping has begun. My wife and I were discussing. So, in in that three, who yeah, who Jennings. takes it? I, I think yeah. Jennings will just really? because uh, uh, he uh, well. He didn't have as much money, but he won the most games. But then again, Holzhauer has that technique. Maybe yeah. Jennings will learn from that. Maybe. That. James is so fast. Um, he but is. I think, I He's think, unbelievably fast. I think Ken actually has a little bit more knowledge than... Um, than James does, but James in the Tournament of Champions was yeah. so impressive. And then, but the, and the woman that he beat at the end, she, she was staggered. She was really well. Good. She's the one who took him out of yeah. his long run, and he he took her out. And he find, yeah, he got the, the, the redemption. I, who's this other guy? Who's he, Brad he's, he's the top money winner of all time. He's no won kidding. more money than those two guys. Yeah. And he's got the least punchable face of all three of those guys, I think. James Holzhauer. Least punchable face. I cannot stand to look at that guy. I get it. I, I, like, people, I, my, my wife, everybody, we all thought the same thing. We and, and, and now I love him. I love his quirkiness. He's, yeah, he's, he's a regular, I liked him. He's a regular family guy. It's, it's the stories of his, of his kids. Why, why would you want to punch Ken Jennings in the face? Oh, just look at his smarmy little smile. Never liked that guy. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I can say that because there's a ton of people right now going, shut up, Casey. I hate your voice. I get it, bro. I get it. I hate these guys. And they're probably nice guys. I think we're in therapy. Yeah, we, we are in music, therapy. Please, some yeah. type of, uh, <laughs> you know, this is a, uh, wow. Yeah. The James Holzhauer underbite is what really bothers me the most. He looks I like get that. it, bro. <laughs> I get you want to punch me in the face, bro. But listen, man, it's a punchable face. He looks like that Hanna-Barbera dog. When I was growing up near Rutledge. <laughs> Not near. In. In Rutledge. Yeah. Um, Hanna-Barbera, excuse me? The- Hanna-Barbera, man. James Holzhauer looks like that Motley? cartoon. Motley. With Motley. The un- with the stupid underbite. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, but uh, I just can't stand it. Sometimes things set you off. You, yeah. can't, you can't explain it. Sometimes it's a Jeopardy contestant. Mm, okay. I hope everybody listening has an underbite. Doesn't get punched in the face today. Uh, by the way, Rudder is the all-time money winner, $4.7 million, uh, followed by Jennings with $3.4 million, and Holzhauer, two point seven. He actually won the least amount. Wow. But he accrued the he accrued it quicker than the other two. Right. How long did it take, Hol, uh, I'm sorry, Rudder to win Good. all of that money? Good question. I don't have the stats on that. And I've forgotten how many games Jennings won. He won a ridiculous amount. Was, so wasn't it, it in the seventies? It was a yeah, it was a just a ton of shows that he was And Holzhauer had uh the single the largest single wins Yes. He's like the top five <laughs> yeah. per episode, yeah. right? Yeah. He was way up there. And Ken I'm sorry, Ken uh won I'm sorry, Preston, Ken won <laughs> seventy four in a row. Wow. Yeah. Kenny. That's unbelievable. Kenny. <laughs> Kenny can one. How many games you win, Kenny? <laughs> you're real smart there, Kenny. Ass, uh, yeah. think you're pretty smart, don't you? <laughs> well, guess, you know what's really smart? Me punching you in the face. <laughs> you have the most punchable face, Kenny. That's right. <laughs> Alex Trebek will host the contest, which will be titled Jeopardy, the Greatest of All Time. I love this. <clears throat> I love that he's getting to do this now, especially as a diversion with what he's going through. And it'll be January 7th, by the way. Uh, in a statement, uh, Alex said that the three have proved they qualify as the greatest and now will compete to be the best of the best. By the way, how did Watson do? Remember when they had the supercomputer? Watson won. Did pretty good. I think Watson won. But Watson has a, a massive repository. Right? Was that the case? And it went up against Ken Jennings went yes. up against uh-huh. Watson. I know that. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> let me get. Let me go to Alex. Hi, Alex. How you doing? <laughs> What's up, Alex? Hey, guys. So uh, back in, like, 2016, when I checked into my first Marine Corps unit, uh, a guy who's a couple years older than me walked right up to me and just said, you know what, man? You got a really punchable face. <laughs> I think I really want to hit you in the face. Oh, my God. Wow. What a dick. So, yeah. Well, so flash forward about four months. We're at the Marine Corps ball, and uh, he was pretty drunk, and I was pretty drunk. And I said, you know what, man? Get it over with. Go ahead. And so he just punched me right in the face. <laughs> Seriously. <Wow. laughs> that's effed up. Yeah, that's weird. Was it a full-blown punch? Yeah, he hit me pretty hard, but it wasn't that bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then what happened after that? I told him he hit like a girl and we were friends. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, you go. Alex. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks. We of the punchable faces. <laughs> wow. All right, one last story. Uh, Miramax is the Georgetown Project is welcoming Sam Worthington and David Hyde Pierce to its supernatural horror production, already starring Russell Crowe. Some pretty big names in this. Uh, Joshua John Miller and M.A. Fortin uh, have signed on to write and direct the story, which follows troubled actor Anthony Miller, who is Russell Crowe, 
who begins to have a breakdown while filming a horror film. So, don't know when did that's you, I, this remind, Did you ever see the movie? I, I think I recommended it to you, In the Mouth of Madness, about a Stephen King-type horror writer. No. Uh, it's a John Carpenter film. Okay. And you start to wonder, is is the is the subject matter real or not? And okay. people sort of become entranced and seduced into this this fiction, this book. Okay. Yeah. It's very cool. What has Sam Worthington been up to? Uh, last time? Is he going to be in these Avatar movies? Yes, he's going to okay. be uh, back in the Avatar movies. He's in all of them. Nice. All right, we're ready for clips. Let's get to them. The new comedy series Dickinson explores the rebellious family and life of Emily Dixon. Dickinson. <laughs> Dixon. In this clip, Haley Steinfeld. I like her. I do, too. Uh, talks about the easy transition into her leading role. Here we go. I love period pieces. I love watching them. I love acting in them. I kind of started with one, and, and I don't know. I've always felt like to be able to immerse yourself into a world, you know, when you're able to walk into something that feels authentic, it's just it makes your job my job easier. Yeah! Uh, I, yeah, I have a, a bit of a crush on her. Uh, but I, I, I want to say that I've seen some interviews or something with her. She's kind of stuck on herself. Is she? Oh, then I hate her. Yeah, I didn't care for that. I hope I, well, I hope I'm wrong. I hope well, maybe, I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong, too. I'll tell you this, though. This does not seem to be... Um, it, well, while it's a period piece, it seems to have um, sort of a modern-day sensibility. Yeah, okay. The right? way that they speak, it's not right. olden-time talk. Right, yes. It's not oldie-ye-oldie-timey talkie. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They talk like modern folk. Interesting. Like smart people like us. <laughs> you know, it's, if you want to, speaking of interesting speech patterns, uh, one of her first films was True Grit. She's yeah. great. And the what an interesting thing about that movie is there are no contractions used in that. Yep. So instead of didn't or won't, it's did not or will not through the entire, and apparently that was, that was accurate to True that to the time. time. Like Deadwood yeah. has that. And, uh, and so it sounds weird because I did not say that. Yeah, yeah. Of, I didn't yeah. say that because you think of... You know the the prairie folk. Yeah, would be ain't you know, this and that, and you know yeah. morons. Yeah. I will not do that. I won't not do that. I won't not do that. Pretty sir, won't that not? How uh, does but, will not become won't? I don't understand I don't that. Yeah, I, I I won't even think about it. How does an egg become a chicken? <laughs> Dickinson is now available to stream on Apple TV. Here's the next clip. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood gives a look into the true story of the friendship between Tom Junod and America's favorite neighbor. And here Tom Hanks reveals how playing Fred Rogers personally helped him. When you talk to Fred, you felt as though you were the most important person in the world. And I would say if I got anything from Fred, I think I'm a pretty happy person when I wake up in the morning. But playing Fred made me a better listener. You! <laughs> <laughs> You know what may be good too is uh, is uh, Mark Summers with uh, oh, yeah, Shut yeah, the yeah, F yeah, Up. Can we play that clip yeah, again, yeah, please, yeah, Casey? Yeah. All right, here we go. When you talk to Fred, you felt as though you were the most important person in the world. And I would say if I got anything from Fred, I, I think I'm a pretty happy person when I wake up in the morning. But playing Fred made me a better listener. Shut the f- up. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that pitched down a little bit? Maybe Manthe could have played Mr. Yeah. Rogers. That would have been heard from Manthe in a while. <laughs> Welcome to the neighborhood. Yeah. I think I saw every I'm Mr. Rogers. off my sweater. It's a little hot. <laughs> well, the what? mailman's here. Why don't you just stick it in a slot? <laughs> Mr. Oh, McNeely? Yeah. <laughs> he used to come uh, to the Dilworth Town Inn when I worked there. 
Mr. McFeely did? Yeah. yeah. Look at the trolleys coming out of my cooter. Oh, my. What? So you, magical. You just, Whoa. It's weird. You've ruined a lot of childhood a lot of memories stuff, yeah. for That's me. That's kind yeah. of my job, to destroy everything you held dear. <laughs> did you say you think you saw Manthe the other day? Did, uh, or did I miss that? I, I think you missed I that. I missed that. I, th- yeah, I heard you say something. <laughs> Who is Manthe? That I don't I know. know. It exists? <laughs> I think I saw her. <laughs> She's hiding in the ball pit at the happy place. I was interested to hear yeah. the story if it was the case. <laughs> Uh, just circling back uh, around to Jeopardy real quick. Last night on Jeopardy, they had a clue featuring uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and Tom Hanks, and none of the contestants could identify that it was Tom Hanks playing That's Fred Rogers. That's what I said yesterday. It looks just like him. It does, wow. but still, it's Tom freaking Hanks, and I was, al- you. I was a little uh, mad at the Jeopardy contestants for not being able to get that right. Did you they, see that they... Access Hollywood had discovered? Uh, they Did you see that story, Preston? I, I think I sent it over to you. He is actually a sixth... Six Cousins removed from Mr. Rogers. Tom so Hanks is? Tom Hanks is okay. related to Mr. Rogers. But there was, a, I, I was just walking through the room and Jeopardy was on, and there was another one that I was like, I literally went, come on, guys. Right? It was really, really easy. Did you want to punch anybody in the face? I No. no I mean, I, I think I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> but I, I wish I remembered what it was, but I was like, you guys didn't get that? Come on. All right, anyway. Uh, that's the entertainment report. By the way, a beautiful day in the neighborhood is in theaters this Friday. And there you go. So let's take a break. Let's come back in a moment. And don't forget, today is Tattoos Day. Uh, text word tattoo to 39333. Philadelphia Eddies, ma'am. You may win a tattoo from them. They're at 621 South 4th Street in South Philly. You could get tattooed by the area's top artists like Troy Temple. You can see his work on Instagram at Troy Temple or PhiladelphiaEddiesTattoo.com. We'll be back in a few. Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, December 2nd at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. If scheduling prevents you from attending in person, you can still make a difference. Stop by your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register. Just look for the Camp Out can when you go. Your donation goes towards foods that fill abundance needs most to help area families. Go to WMMR.com slash campout for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Surprised to see on the text messages how many people did agree with Casey about punching certain people in the faces. <laughs> By the way, somebody also pointed out a good band name, the Punchable Faces. Punchable yeah. Faces. I like that. I'm, I'm officially filing <clears throat> that over there next to Rat Fan. Rat Fan. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We have By a whole bunch way, of good names. I, I, I've never like punched anybody in the face. Just so you know, I'm no. not. A, I'm not a. You Falcon runner. punch Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bitch out of color. Yeah. Yeah. Watch with Calcutta. <laughs> Holy <laughs> he did it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do a shart out. And well, first, you know what? First, let me do this before I do the shart out. Uh, we had mentioned because I haven't done this at this particular time, uh, but we have Camp Out for Hunger less than two weeks away. And we we're planning some events and things that we want to do and have some fun with. And one of the things that we threw out there was a potential for the world's largest gender reveal. Now, the gender reveals you usually see involve just one couple revealing the uh, sex of the baby. Yeah. Uh, what if we had multiple couples? Well, we could possibly have a world record on our hands. And we're just going to declare that it is. I agree. 
I think I that's the way no to matter do what. it. Right. So out of the gate, we got a decent amount of response, and then Marissa's doing follow-ups to see who actually would be able to come and do it. See, a lot of people say, yeah, I'll do it, and then you say, okay, well, here's what's going there. No, no, maybe well, I won't do that. may not fit their schedule. Well, that's true. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, mm-hmm. so it's it's been less than we had than we want. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to throw this out here again and, and uh, mention that we are looking for couples who are expecting to participate in this if we can get enough people involved um, to come down to the camp out for hunger and be a part of the world's largest gender reveal. And we will not only this is an opportunity for your family and friends to find out about it, but everybody to find out about it who listens to the Preston and Steve show in the Delaware Valley here. We do have the number one radio show. So, you know, it's a good amount of people. Yeah. So uh, we can reveal that information live on the air. And we'd like to do it in a fantastical fashion, which we're still working on. We We have a whole bunch of stuff that is really based upon the amount of response we get to this so yeah. we're ready to roll uh so please get in touch there's a link on prestonandsteve.com if you know someone uh who's expecting and doesn't know now there also might not be that many pregnant people right now I don't it's know. quite possible it's possible we uh, may need to turn this into a, a conceiving contest right yeah in the parking lot didn't even think of oh that my God. 300 cots most babies conceived <laughs> in one sitting I mean, yeah. come on, if man. If you will. That's pretty right, Keith, That's our B plan. All right. Anyway, now the other thing we need are fire trucks. So, fire trucks? Oh, We've got no. this all planned Listen, out. Listen, this does make sense if yeah. you were to see it from our side of the window. <laughs> no. To you, it might seem a little bizarre, but babies, fire trucks, yeah. it does work out. We need, we need fire trucks for this. We need uh, open-minded fire departments who would be willing to help us out with this. So. We also need access to thermite. We yeah, do? explosive devices. Oh, yeah. okay. No, no, no. We need fire. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but we we uh, we need we need some fire companies that are okay with us um, doing some stuff. Anyway, because I don't want to reveal what this is. No, 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 no. Right no, now, no. I want to eventually do it. Surprise people in the air of how we're going to be doing it. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, we need uh, we need uh, agreeable fire companies, and we've used some fire companies in the past, but it involves your equipment, and we know how uh, important that is to you, and we don't want to do anything to damage your equipment. But anyhow. Uh, we'd like you to get in touch. Now, how should they do it? Follow up on the same thing, Marissa, the, the gender reveal link on com. Okay. I can uh, I can handle the fire truck stuff. So if, if it's a fire company, please contact fire me truck. or Marissa. But, um, yeah. So it's Nick at WMMR.com and Marissa at WMMR.com. Oh, yeah. for, Marissa, for the fire... with one S. Right. Marissa. And uh, we're looking for the fire trucks and we're looking for people who are expecting who might want to do their gender reveal at this event. But please spread the word for us, if you would, about the about yeah. the pregnant couples. and uh, or, or if you're a single pair, whatever it is. Any, anybody who wants to reveal the gender of a child, uh, let us know because we'd like you to be a part of it. You'll get a keepsake of some sort. Yeah. You'll get a fire and, truck. Yeah. Now, listen, <laughs> even if you've already told a few people what the, the gender is, maybe you haven't told everybody and we can do that too. You know what I mean? So you can be a part of it. All right. Everything's we're all, we're fluid. Open. We're, we're open. open. We, as long as we get fire trucks and pregnant people, we're good. PrestonandSteve.com. So the link is right there. All right. Real quick shout out. Uh, Preston wanted to send a shout out to Dana and Donnie at uh, Anaano Ana Ono after hearing them on your program. I reached out to them and they invited me and my biomedical student who is working on designing a bra for a single mastectomy patient oh. to visit their design studio. Uh, Dana met with us and answered my students' questions for an hour. It was an awesome experience and I'm inspired by the whole uh, Anna Ono team. 
Thanks to PNS for getting the word out. You guys rock. Wendy from CCST Biomedical Science Program. So thank you. Here's a shard out for Anna Ono. They make uh, specifically bras for women who have gone through single or double mastectomy or any kind of uh, breast issues that yeah. they have, especially when it involves cancer. So that Wonderful was company. Very cool. And then this is a butt plug. Oh. Uh, this is... Right at the old bunghole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a charity plug, and this is from uh, George Heath. He said, hey, I have a fundraiser, and I thought this was cool, for Troop 229G. Now, the G suffix attached to a Boy Scout troop uh, number indicates that these scouts are all girls. And currently, this is the only girl troop in the General Nash District. And I want to make sure that they have every opportunity for success. And I'd like uh, your help to that end. I'm including a flyer for this event that they have coming up. And so this is going to be on Thursday, the 21st. So this Thursday from 4 to 9 p.m., they will be at the Montgomeryville, Texas Roadhouse. Love that place. And 15% of the uh, total food purchase will go to Boy Scouts of America Troop 229G. And uh, But you have to have this flyer. So I sent this link to Nick. Yeah, and the flyer is posted on the community page along with the information about the event itself. And so you have to have that if you're going to go to this event. So go to our community page and you can print that up or you can electronically use it and take it with you. Any chance cool. they might see the famous uh, Preston Elliott there? Uh, I, I don't know. It depends. I You don't know because... Well, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Let's see what's going on Thursday yeah. night. Maybe we'll go there for dinner. That would be cool. Uh, but I love this because these are these are uh, scouts. These are girls that want uh, that want to do like camping and outdoor things. Right. That maybe the Girl Scout troops don't do. Do the Girl Scouts not do camping? I didn't not, know that. No, they... Not as much. Yeah. They it's it's a little part of it. Yeah. But, but they want more of this type of adventure, and I think it's really cool that they have the opportunity to it do that. Cattle. So. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> all over. Yeah. Miss Outdoorsy. We often call Kathy Miss Eddie Bauer. God, when it's hunting season. Yeah. You know Beer me. season, she's all over. Kathy's the Bear grills of the Preston and Steve show. That's right. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Troop 229G, it's Thursday night, and this will be at the Texas Roadhouse in Montgomeryville. And you can, like Nick said, go to the community page of PrestonandSteve.com, print up the flyer, and that's the butt plug yeah. for you. Uh, okay, so what else? Stuff I, to do. Stuff to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw this article. Very, very interesting. Uh, It is about the most sinful cities in America. The most sinful cities where where the most, where one can experience the most sin. The most (laughs) sin. All right. So we, uh, I'm going to give you the parameters because it's pretty thorough. It's not just a, you know, hey, where do you party the most? So in order to identify the darkest corners of America wallet hub, Compared more than 180 U.S. cities across 39 key indicators of evil deeds, the data set ranges from violent crimes per capita to excessive drinking to adult entertainment establishments per capita. And in order to determine these, uh, there were seven key dimensions. Okay, so one, anger and hatred. Two, jealousy. Three, excesses and vices. Yeah. Four, greed. Five, lust. Six, vanity, and seven, laziness. And at number seven, butt stuff. <laughs> uh, so they examined those dimensions using 39 relevant <laughs> metrics. Each metric was graded on a 100-point scale with a score of 100 representing the highest level of sinfulness. Okay, so th- those are the complete parameters there? And finally, they calculated each city's weighted average across all metrics to determine its overall score or Wallet Hub's vice index and use the resulting scores to rank order of the city. So they did their homework. So when you think of the classic, t- the phrase, sin city, what do you think of? 
Las Vegas. That's what I think of. And that's right. number one. Okay. No, really? It is. Well, there you go. But, some of the but other it ones... does, Las Vegas does not have an, ex- an exceptionally high crime rate, does it? I don't know. Okay. Um, uh, I'm I would sure imagine it, it does. I'm sure it does, yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's where Tupac was murdered, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know nationally how it ranks up there, but I, I got to imagine it's, All right. it's okay. All right, Las Vegas, Sin but, City. But there, there are several parameters. It's not just crime. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's uh, it's excesses. And, Proximity to Wayne Newton. Uh, of course. Well, yeah. then that's number one. Uh, anger and hatred, greed, lust, vanity, okay. laziness, yes, all that Okay, yes, you're right. So okay, then. It's not just crime. All right, all right so wait, uh, are you taking, is this a per capita thing or is this, mm, you know, he said the, the, the parameters are, are... <laughs> I don't know. It's just I, I I read out that full list of. Um, I know I know, but I, uh, there's there was a lot of stuff on that list. So they, I just they, wasn't they sure. They weighted it. They did all kinds of stuff to make sure that yes, it indeed it does. Okay, they got, stroked but, it. But Casey, <laughs> they went with the largest right. metropolitan yeah. areas. So okay. if there were, they essentially took the two largest metropolitan areas per state okay. and looked at those. Okay. So yeah, I guess so. All right. Um, Is Nashville on there? Nashville. That's a good question. Hang on, let me let me flip through these. Uh, I only printed up the top twenty. Okay. Uh, there were over a hundred of them, uh, and no, I don't see Nashville okay. in the top twenty. No, there are two cities that come to mind. Vegas, the first. Uh, New Orleans is the second. Okay, New Orleans. We'll bounce around. Bill likes it that way. <laughs> uh, let's see. New Orleans is number 16. Number wow. 16. I would have thought uh, on the list. closer to number one. Really yeah. surprising. This speaks to me because I was raised in this city. Number three on the list is St. Louis, Missouri. St. Wow. Louis, number three? Huh. Yeah. I've always heard that St. Louis has the second biggest Mardi Gras parade behind yes. New Orleans. And yes. so maybe that lends itself to this, but then maybe New Orleans. Part of it. Lower down, yeah. Yeah, there's a French area called Soulard, the Soulard District, and they have a big, big uh, Mardi Gras celebration there. We know crime is heavy duty. We There is gambling, yes. Uh, yes, there is yes. gambling, yep. Uh, All right, uh, so a couple of the the, uh, the items are ticked off. Uh, anybody else want to guess it, uh, take a stab at cities? Um, it might be in the top 20. Chicago? Uh, uh, Chicago's number seven. All right. On the list. Oh. So the larger metropolitan areas that lend themselves to, well, Los Angeles. Los Angeles is number two. Okay. As far as sin. Because it's also a huge, I think, population. It's the most populated city in the country, yes? Uh, I think New York. New York is first, and then then Even with the, the, okay, yeah. You're probably right. um, And I saw your list, Preston, but when uh, I heard, like, strip clubs as part of the um, you know, yeah. part of those parameters. I, I immediately thought of Atlanta because I, I just, um, I've always heard that about Atlanta is that it's the land of like Stripapalooza. Yeah, Stripapalooza. Uh, it is uh, number five on the wow, list. Wow, we're knocking them off. I think Atlanta. Yeah, we, we in my band we do girls, girls, girls. Atlanta is mentioned in that song. <laughs> if we were doing the feud, we'd be winning right now. Uh, yes. Does anybody want to guess as to why I brought this up in the first place? I'm guessing is, we're on the list. Is Philly on there? Philly's number six. Oh, my wow. God. All right. We're a top tenner. How the hell did that happen? In Sin in, uh, Cities, I should say. Uh, You're you know, in Philadelphia now. Yeah, they've, they've got these rankings, and unfortunately, the article, the information that I printed up doesn't show. It's got these, these rows, these yeah. columns. And I don't have what those columns represent, unfortunately. <laughs> well, the second column in, what does it give us? Uh, the second oh. column in, it gives us an eight. Of course. Yes. I was begging for Philadelphia. Uh, here we go. Okay. Yeah. So it gives us an eight in anger and hatred. But that's out of 100. Uh, so we're not that angry. 
No, I don't think we're an <laughs> but, overly angry city. In fact, my wife yesterday was just commenting upon, like, going out and shopping and how many people, like, engaged her in pleasant yep. conversation. I, I am pleasantly surprised when I bring people into the city of Philadelphia and we walk around and we do touristy things. Yeah. And the people that we run into who aren't locals are really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome because some, some people I've been with are like, wow, that was like, weren't expecting that. But then again, sometimes you can go into shop or a convenience store and they don't want any time at all. Yeah. You know, they, they don't bother me. But yeah. people just walking about and doing their business, sometimes they want to help out. They're, they ask you how you're doing, you know, stuff like that. All right, so under excesses or jealousy, though, we rank way up there at 76 out of 100. What are we jealous of, Mosey? Does it say or just in general? Probably New York. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and Washington. Probably, we have a <laughs> little bit of an uh, inferiority complex, I Even think. Even though we hate Penis them. size? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, screw them. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, by the sea, by the sea, by the beautiful, see? Excesses and vices, we rank at 20, mm. 20 out of 100. Greed is 50. Oh, so we're about halfway greedy. Can you guys scroll over? <laughs> By the way, uh, yeah, the vice index overall is uh, 56.2%. Uh, so then we have... Is that based on strip clubs? Lust is six. Mm. So six. That's, <laughs> that's really low. We're not really lusty. I think we are more lusty than this list Wait, is indicates. That is that low or high? That's really low. It's out of 100. It's out of 100. I'm wondering if it's the top rank or the lowest rank. Uh, so is it is it six? I would imagine that that's uh, that that that's a good question. The higher the number, no, the LA's number one on the lust rank, which bumps it up to number two overall on the list. I think I think the lower oh. the number, I think this is like golf. Then oh, I'm man. then I'm way off. Yeah, we are a mess. Yeah, we are a mess. We that are means, a freaking mess. Take, means, take it back from the beginning. Then yeah, go back to the beginning. Sorry, <laughs> scroll over the other way. We are a mess. All right, so we're we're lo- we're high on anger and hatred. Yeah. <laughs> a ton of hatred. <laughs> the hell? Everything I just said. F this list. It's a bunch of crap. All right, Marissa found me the printed version of it. All right, so so then uh, Nick's. Well, I think Nick is, I believe, right because look at everything. All the cities that are ranked the highest have the lower scores. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, in fact, uh, L.A. is number one in lust, number one in vanity. Well, there you yeah, go, that, vanity. Right? That makes sense. That makes sense. All right, so Philly, where are we on vanity? We're very high. Hold on, we're high in anger. We have Kathy. Hey, it's got to be up the charts. <laughs> at eight, we're very low in jealousy. So it is the kind of screw you. We like what we got, and you know, yeah. um, we don't F care. You, we don't care. Uh, <laughs> we were making a case for the other one, though, I so know, easily. We were. We were really... It seems so easy, of course. Jesus. All right, excess and vices, we're at 20, so we have a decent amount. Uh, greed, we're in the middle, 50. So uh, lust, very high. There we go. That's a city I know. We're the sixth lustiest city. Absolutely. Uh, vanity, 23. Surprised it's that high. Uh, yeah, right. Because Philly does not seem uh, of all the things we have going for us or against us, it does not seem like the lust or the uh, most vain city out there. Right. How do I look today? <laughs> right in the top quarter. I guess. I think I look great. Oh, look at me. I got three testicles. <laughs> I had three testicles. Although he does have fake teeth, so he's vain. True. Enough. I have my jam. Look at this. My grill. <laughs> he needs Dude, his he jam. He had no choice. It was either fake teeth or no teeth. You know what? I'm having so all vain. my teeth pulled out. <laughs> Just on a whim. I don't think that's vain. I think he just wants to chew food. Uh, that's vain. Listen, I think I would look better with no teeth in my head. Pull wow. them out. And then the last category was uh, laziness, where we're kind of in the middle at 55. 
So uh, <laughs> we started. We were so happy. No, and then we t- turned to crap. Wrong. <laughs> All wrong about it. Wow. Uh, but so the other, the top, uh, the top ten are as follows: Vegas, then L.A., St. Louis, Houston is number four. Uh, number five is Atlanta. We are at sixth. Then you have Chicago at seven. New York is eighth. This is the most sinful cities in America. Nine is Miami. I could see that. Right? You know, Miami's yeah, very definitely. sexual. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, let's take a look at that. Uh, lusty. Uh, They're yeah. all in bathing suits. Miami's 21. Hmm. Uh, we were at six. A lot of co- cocaine. So we're <laughs> that cocaine. The cocaine. Uh, jealousy is seven. Uh, and surprisingly, Denver is way up here. At number 10. I think that's kind of surprising. And anyway. Denver seems a lot more mellow. Yeah. Everyone's too stoned to have these. <laughs> right. Yeah, but there are so many transplants there. So, yeah. you know, a lot of vacationers, a lot of people visiting. Transplants yeah. can F everything up. You know, in, in speaking of that, not, not to derail or sidetrack, but uh, there's a lot of resentment towards that in Colorado right now because uh, a lot of people from Texas have moved there. And believe it or not, a lot of people from California have moved to Colorado and they don't like it. Yep, they, they, a lot of people from California moved to Texas too, and they they're and throwing then, off everything. Yeah. yeah, wait, wait, wait. Who doesn't like it? Coloradans are tired of oh. people moving there from uh, from California and from Texas in particular. Really? Yeah, they just and, and it's because the, the um, uh, unemployment is way way low, rent is way way high, but people still want to live in Colorado, and uh, there's resentment against all the people who want to come in. Huh. Specifically, though, from California and Texas, why? Do you know why they don't like them? It's anecdotal, so I was just talking to people okay. last time I was out there, but uh, they just feel like... Um, breast implants and fake teeth? Mostly, yeah. Probably the cowboy hats. Yeah. Yeah! Okay. No, it's 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 an interesting dynamic. Yeah. I, I just, I would not... Where, did Dallas... Where's Dallas on that list? Uh, it was a long list, Steve, so uh, I didn't... I'm a little pissed off. Let's see here. I'd have to go through this. So Orlando is 11... Uh, North Las Vegas is 12. I didn't even know there was. So there's Vegas right. Dallas North is 13th. Press. Yeah, Dallas is 13, yeah. All right. Baton Rouge, Louisiana is 14th. Washington, D.C., 15th. New Orleans, 16th. San Francisco, 17th. So Baton Rouge ahead of New Orleans. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Columbia, South Carolina, 18th. Didn't you live there for a little bit, too? No, not Columbia. Oh. I lived in uh, more towards the middle of the, uh, of the state. Uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Wow. But they say here you can get your fix on Route 66. 19, and then Detroit is number 20. Hmm. Huh. Sinful cities, mind. Sinful. All right, let's go Let's go to something that's the antithesis of that. That's the opposite of sin? Well, kind of, yes, because there was a, um, uh, a playlist of the worst songs to have sex to that went viral yesterday. Uh, so if Twitter. you want to stop doing that filthy sexual act, you yes. put these on. Yes, if you want to uh, want to stop that sinful copulation. <laughs> uh, so this was originally created back in 2018, but it's kind of taken on a life of its own. New songs have been added to it here and there, according to Mashable, who posted this, which says it now runs to six hours and nine minutes long. People just keep adding lists. The, the ultimate... Anti-sex mixtape. Yeah, exactly. Are these like uh, these are all right? Never mind. Just go go through your list. So some <laughs> some of them are novelty. I know what okay, you're going to ask, yeah. Case, but uh, like here's one: "Angel" by Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, <laughs> is that it? I don't yeah. know. Angel. Any Sarah McLaughlin song would be probably tough to have sex to because every time you hear any Sarah McLaughlin, you think of a dog out in the snow. Yeah, I think it's I'm... those. Uh, yeah. Uh, those uh, animal uh, cruelty commercials. Yep. Is, oh, okay, right, right, right. I, yeah. yeah, I think of 
Death is the is the somewhere a is it about death? <laughs> that song? Yeah. I will remember you. Maybe. Or do, am I just associating it because of the the line? I don't I've know. But never... anyway, I think of death, so I would agree with that. Okay, <laughs> I've never stopped to listen to the full lyrics of "I Will Remember You," but it sounds like it would be. Uh, God bless the USA from Lee Greenwood. Like <laughs> mean, yeah. the moment. <laughs> yes. Unless you're a true American. Yeah, unless you're, yeah. Unless it's, you're bleeding red, white, and blue America, it might actually give you a win. I'm as patriotic know. as they get. However, that's a boner killer. Uh, Jesus Take the Wheel by Carrie Underwood mm-hmm. is another one. If you know, I like Carrie Underwood a lot. Uh, I do. Uh, what's that one where she talks about taking a uh, a bat to the the car? Oh yeah, I like uh, it. That song before he cheat, you know, yeah, before uh, he cheats. Is that, is what, it's that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Took a Louisville slug at both headlights. My wife sings that at the top of her <laughs> lungs when that one comes on. Two fisted bat swinging, boot wearing, cow poking. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe is on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It had began to cotton eye Joe. I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton eye Joe. Kids love that. Oh my God! Excuse me while I put on some music. Pour us some sherry, and I'll put on some cotton eye Joe. Some Thunderbird. Yeah, and some cotton eye Joe. Cotton eye Joe. Do we have that? I would love. The art of seduction is a specific thing. I would love to hear. First, you pour some Thunderbird, and then you put on cotton eye Joe. No, we don't have it. Oh. Oh, oh man! Uh, kids love that. Any party, yeah. you know, like like grade school party or middle school. If that comes on, the kids go crazy. Really? For it. Yep, huh. they still do. I think we had a choreographed dance in high school to that. Yeah. Or middle, uh, middle school maybe. Yeah, a solo version of it. There, no, there is, and and when <laughs> and they still know it. Today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the kids, the the kids these days. The kids these <laughs> the days. Cotton eye Joe with their cotton eye Joes and their things they don't know. Uh. Reading the Reading Rainbow theme song. <laughs> Take a look. Yep. Oh, man. It's in a book. Uh, Reading Rainbow. And then there's uh, the Macarena. Would kill it for you. <laughs> I don't know. It's not got a nice rhythm to it. It's easy. It's not too fast. <laughs> yeah. What was that, Kathy? I don't know. Eh, I don't that. know about that. <laughs> uh, the Law and Order theme song. Stop it. Come on. Wait, these are not songs. These are not I like. Wait, Case. Oh my God. No, that's the that's the sound. But it's in it's a. But it has also like a Kenny G kind of right. I do like that. I do like the theme. There it is. Oh yeah, baby. Let's get it on. Oh, man, thing. It's gonna make you feel so good. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, law, order, <laughs> law, order. <laughs> oh, I told you that? one day I was watching. Um, what is that? It's, is that a is that a uh, clarinet? Clarinet. clarinet. Okay. So I uh, I was watching. I was building something in the basement, and um, <laughs> I had the TV on, and I was watching. One episode began. It was a marathon, and uh, twelve episodes later, the ending of that episode was the exact ending of the first episode I had watched. So they all just blend together into one large Law and Order motion picture. Some uh, okay. 
You what? saw that, right, Nick? That's exactly what I'm looking at. A what? few texts have come in that claim the song Cotton Eye Joe is about STDs. No way. Lay it on me. It's an old, old, old song. So I don't think that's true. I think that that's a... Could it be, though? They had STDs. STDs were invented. Yeah, I know, but... Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? So I guess guess Cotton Eye Joe would be like uh, herpes or something like that. I would have been married if my penis hadn't broken out into sores. Right. (laughs) Sores all over my penis now. Sores all over my penis now. Hang on a second. Painful urination. Come on. Hey, ho. Uh, this is from Wikipedia. A list of the possible meanings of the term Cotton Eye Joe that have been proposed includes to be drunk on moonshine or to have been blinded by drinking wood alcohol. Jesus. Turning the eyes milky white. It says here a black person with very light blue eyes is also what Cotton Eye Joe can mean. Someone whose eyes were milky white from bacterial infections of trachoma or syphilis, cataracts or glaucoma, or the contrast of dark skin tone around white eyeballs in uh, African American people. So, what like, it could have been syphilis, Joe? Then, huh? <laughs> it was a syphilis, Joe. Uh, Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, let's see here. There's a lot of information here. The song has become a staple, played at many professional and college baseball games during the seventh inning stretch. So on and so forth. Nick, go up back up to the lyrics, if you would, please, because it has the full song here. You just hear a little bit. All right, so maybe there's another verse that speaks specifically of painful urination. What did make you so, what did make you sarve me so? I'm reading this verbatim. All right. Furter take my gal away from me. Oh, my God. Furter take my gal away from me. Fair her plum to Tennessee. This is literally how this is written. If it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, I'd been married long ago. Okay, so this may, well, that could then, that could be a social disease. It also could be the uh, blindness caused by drinking. It's about a person. It says his eyes was crossed and his nose was flat and his teeth was out, but what you've dat. What up with that? What up, what up, <laughs> what up with that? What up, but what of dat? Oh. <laughs> for he was tall and he was slim and so my gal, she followed him. If it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, I'd been married a long time ago. Uh, no gal so handsome could be found, not in all this country round. Uh, with her kinky head and her eyes so bright, with her lips so red and her teeth so white. Teeth. If it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, this is how this stuff is spelled. I'd been married long, long ago. So, uh, does they give an and explanation? And I love that gal with all my heart. No, I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. Do they give an explanation of 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 a, a? Is there a definitive explanation of the song? Not really. There's a lot of different interpretations of. But the song Paul McCartney years. wrote it. What did he? What did <laughs> he <laughs> no, hang mean, on, Nick. Scroll up that first one I was reading. When when did that hail from? Uh, that was in the mid 1800s. 1850. Yeah, 1850. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The lady that wrote it was born in 1850. 1882. Okay. All right. And, uh... And the song is Cotton Eye Joe. By 1884, the same year Mark Twain's of Huckleberry Finn was published. The fiddle-based song was referred to as an old, familiar air. In 1925, another version was recorded by folklorist Dorothy Scarborough and published. Huh. And it's got 
other lyrics. Um, yeah, okay. I don't know. So d- the door is still open for some sort of uh, syphilis element to it, but it sounds more like I think originally the alcoholism, or it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or or just a guy, or who, yeah, who, who they call shingles, Cotton Eye Joe, yeah, shingles, an early version of uh, some psoriasis. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so interesting, but Cotton Eye Joe is on the list for songs that might kill the moment if you were in the middle of the throes of passion. <laughs> it's a horrible song. It really. Lyrically, it's just... Uh, it's fun, though. Yeah. yeah. All right, anyway, we got to take a break, dear friends. Oh, so we didn't get to everything. hardly any of the oh, list. Wait a minute. Hold on. We found, is this the line dance, oh, Kathy? Man. That's it. We're looking at a video of the Cotton Eye Joe dance. It's very, it's a very, very simple line dance. Yeah. 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 I remember that. And then uh, you spin around, and it's uh, tap, tap, uh, and then your leg comes across the front, and then around the back, and then the sidestep. To the to the rear and then you spin. It's it's like six it's moves or something yeah. like that. So easy line dance. All right, look at and the, the one girl in the middle still can't get it. Uh, so here's what I'd like to do as we take a break: give away some screening passes to this movie that we're going to be showing, and it will be when is this Wednesday tomorrow night? Yeah, Knives Out is the film at the Ritz East. It is at seven thirty. You need to be there by seven o'clock. Let's take uh, nine callers at two one five two six three WMMR. And we will give you tickets to that movie. I didn't do 10. I did not. No, of course. <laughs> Jen's insulting. Two Makes one, it sound desperate. 215-263-WMMR. So, speaking of Bill Weston, I have something concerning him that we'll mention <laughs> yeah. when we return, as well as the Bizarre Files. So stay with us. We'll be back shortly. What's new? Glad you asked. Dinosaur Pilo. The Struts. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Somebody says at the Camp Out for Hunger, we could uh, try for a world record of the biggest Cotton Eye Joe line dancing. <laughs> I love it. Maybe we could do that. Any type know. of dancing, I'm in. Trying to break some kind of world record. What we want to do is do the world's largest gender reveal. We've mentioned this a couple of times, and uh, we've you know we got a nice response, but then the follow up of "Hey, can you actually make it down to the Camp Out for Hunger?" is a little less than we want. How about the largest pregnant? Line dance ever. Oh my God! <laughs> to Cotton Eye Joe. That's even better. Right. Combine the more specific we you don't, can get, you don't the have, better. Yeah, you're just pregnant. You've already yeah. revealed. Yeah. We'll just get the largest <laughs> pregnant Cotton Eye Joe line dance. Okay. Yeah, I'm open to that too. Or the most people with syphilis dancing, dancing to, to Cotton, Cotton Eye Joe. Joe we'll work it. What that's about? Listen, there's, there's, we, 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 we actually have a wonderful scenario going on with the camp out. There's a lot of stuff, and we're trying to fit into different spaces because this is jammed with stuff, so that's good. If you are expecting or you know someone who is expecting, have them get in touch with us. We're trying to do the uh, largest uh, gender... It says be a part of Philadelphia's largest gender reveal. No, I want that to be the world's largest gender reveal. The world! Yes, and uh, you can contact us. There's a link at PrestonandSteve.com, so maybe we'll change that to world's largest. 
And uh, we want to hear from you, and we want to see if we can make this thing happen. So, by the way, we're not going to certify it's the world's largest. No. We're just going to say it is. To say that it is. Uh, but we will reveal to not only your friends and family, but uh, to everyone listening uh, of uh, the sex of the baby, and it'll be a joyous occasion, and everybody will be happy. But if we don't get enough people to, to participate, then we won't do it. But we're just throwing, we're putting the feelers out right now. We're less than two weeks away from the camp out for hunger. So please get in touch with us and let us know. Oh, and we need fire trucks too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, Ten thousand marbles, please. Somebody what? who is. Yeah, we need fire, fire trucks, trucks that are willing to do, to do this. what we want to do. I don't want to. I don't want to tip our hand right now. But but if you're if you're open to using your equipment, uh, we'll uh, email me. We'll let's email right. Nick at wmmr.com. Here are the rules: If you are a fire truck owner, shut up and do what we ask you to do. <laughs> there you go. That's if you it. yeah, if you have strict rules, yeah. we've already had a number of people yeah. say You've, no. Okay, yeah. right. So we don't need those people. We need the people who are willing to do whatever we ask them to do. <laughs> New Daily Rush video. It's called John O'Hurley as Bill Weston. The description is the Bill Weston story, Soup, There It Is. And you can watch that now at PrestonandSteve.com. And apparently there's a note handwritten here by Nick Murphy at the bottom. It says, go to the website to see a bonus video. Bonus video As well. So the bonus video is uh, Bill meets John. The, the Westons meet. And uh, it's I can't wait to see this. You know, Tom Hanks never got to meet Fred Rogers. Right. But uh, John O'Hurley did get to meet Bill Weston. Yes. And uh, it apparently it was a pretty special moment. So uh, watch that now. It's sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. So go to PrestonSteve.com to check that out. All right. Let's do the Bizarre File. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. File! Brought to you by Patient First, another Patient First Difference Urgent Care that's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year. 19 Eastern Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical centers. Learn more at patientfirst.com. A bagel shop is going to be forced to close its doors after inspectors found someone living in the attic. Uh, Bob Bringer has owned Cascade Bagel in Delhi for 16 years. He said that his bagels are special and his customers agree. Uh, but the business is the sole surviving shop at a boarded-up strip mall. In <laughs> September, an Oregon-based company bought the property. Uh, Bringer just found out that he's being kicked out at the end of the month, and he believes it stems from the people that they found in the attic. So oh. he was unaware there were people living up in the attic? According to him, inspectors found three people and a pit bull above the bagel shop. Hi. City workers believe the squatters had been up there for a while, judging by all the stuff they found. Bagel squatters. And uh, Brenda Harding, a bagel shop employee, said we had no idea that there was a whole home up there in the attic. (laughs) Wow. The city said the strip mall is a public safety risk. Officials said they hope they hope the uh, the new owner will restore the building or tear it down and rebuild. There have been stories of people who find out there are squatters living in attics or garages or stuff like that. It's got to be pretty wild. And a lot of times you can't do anything about it. No. Which I don't... You have to go through the the legal process of getting them out of there. I don't understand that. Uh, The bagel shop closes this week, by the way. So I don't know what they're going to do with the family (laughs) and Pitbull living upstairs. (laughs) Uh, You guys remember Big Mouth Billy Bass? Yes. Singing Fish? Well, the bar in Chicago, and I have to see this in person, now has more than 70 of them hanging on the wall singing popular songs in unison. Oh, that's awesome. They rigged them up to sing in unison. Ashley Albert, a co-owner of the Royal Palms Shuffleboard Club, said coming up with the idea and finding the fish was one thing. Choreographing the fish, that was another. 
Uh, Albert brought in Adam Lassie, a partner of design group called Studio Quasi in New York City to make it all happen. Uh, Lassie said, we created custom hardware and software. You would need that. And editing software to make this all happen because this thing doesn't exactly exist. (laughs) Uh, With Lassie's help, the fish now sing three songs together. Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. (laughs) Once in a Lifetime by the Talking Heads, and Choices by E-40. Uh, she said, I thought it was going to be ridiculous, and, and I don't think I knew just how ridiculous it was going to be, but I can already see that people are delighted by it, and I'm just so excited. I've got to see that. I do, yeah. too. I absolutely need to see that. I miss our old Billy Bass. It was great. We had that the Big Mouth Billy Bass back at Y100. I, I, I just looked them up. You can still order them. One I, of the great novelties of all time, right? I, I think I'm going to get one. Yeah. Yep. A woman is in custody and being treated for minor injuries after police said that she crashed into a power pole and then fled the scene. The crash occurred just before 1 a.m. on Friday. Now, there's more to this. The, the pickup smashed into the pole, snapping it right at its base. That caused a power outage for dozens of homes in the area. Meanwhile, the driver immediately ran from the scene. Did she have superpowers now? Police began searching for her. The canines lost the scent, but not long afterward, a neighbor called police directing them to a backyard. The woman had apparently climbed up a tree to hide. Oh, my God. Officers arrested her. And then they took her to a local hospital where she's being treated for non-life-threatening injuries. How high up was she? I don't know, but she scampered up in a tree, and she was hiding there. And now she's facing multiple charges after the Can you come down now? Mm -hmm. Police in Bozeman are looking for a fire hydrant thief. Somebody hit a fire hydrant with their car, broke it off, and then took it and left with it. That's kind of cool. Police deal with a lot of hit and runs, but in this case, an entire fire hydrant is missing. The department of the uh, department uh, detective Clum <laughs> said, "I don't know what happened." I don't know what happened. They obviously threw it in their vehicle. Uh, for Clum, it's an unusual situation. Detective Clum. The fire hydrants are on the sidewalk, so that means that the vehicle was on the sidewalk at some point. So, was this fire hydrant shut off, or did it start? I don't know. They didn't indicate. Spraying water. A, it, a car struck it and snapped it off. Uh, in a Facebook post, police point out while the fire hydrant is gone, something else was left behind. They said they were nice enough to leave us their bumper. <laughs> a red bumper, which it turns out belongs to a 2011 or 2012 Dodge Nitro. That's the, not the only clue. Most every vehicle part somewhere has a number stamped into it, uh, Clum said. Uh, but we are able to get the replacement part of the bumper itself and the light that came out of it. Uh, Clum said that uh, there could this could be uh, this could end an arrest for theft. When you were a kid, you would steal occasionally, like street those little uh, hazard lights that they put on you know roadside yeah, and stuff that. like that and stuff. I, a fire hydrant, I never even thought of. Be pretty cool though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, just because you hide drugs in the deep woods doesn't mean they can't be found. Police in Tuscany, Italy. Learned that drug dealers there were upset after they buried cocaine in the forest, but then wild boars dug it up <laughs> and scattered it around the woods, maybe even snorted some of it. What, like they, when they go for truffles and stuff like that? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. The boars <laughs> are said to have ruined about $21,000 worth of the drug. Wow. Uh, three people were arrested in connection to the drugs. Wild boars are known to cause damage to farmland as well as driving accidents in Italy. But this time around, they were digging up cocaine. Uh. And that is what I have in the bizarre file at this point in time. All right. So am I mentioning this? Yeah. Okay. So this just in. 
Oh, no. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, Thursday is the Great American Smokeout. Mm-hmm. And we have our buddy, Dr. Rosenberg, Dr. Rosenpenis, as we uh, as we affectionately call him, uh, who will be here Thursday at 7 a.m. and will hypnotize a group to help you quit smoking. And we've had tremendous success with this over we the We have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you are interested, I'll, uh, I'll do some giveaways now and some a little bit later on. Uh, but let's take, let's say if we can get eight people who are available who are smokers to come and join us Thursday at 7 a.m. You'll need to be here a little before that and we'll get you started and Dr. Rosenberg will put you into a hypnotic tra- uh, hypnotic state and give you positive suggestions uh, or negative, however you want to view this, to uh, to get you off of cigarettes. Yeah, and uh, as you said, we've had a great deal of success with this. And uh, it's it's a good shot for you if you're really concerned about it. And this is from our friends at uh, BeatCancer.org, providing research-based education on how to prevent, cope, uh, cope with, and beat cancer through diet, lifestyle, and other immune-boosting approaches. But we can try this, uh, and why not? Yeah. Why not at least give it a try, right? If it doesn't work, at least you gave it a shot. We've had, and we are not kidding, we've had this scenario many times where people have come in and have done this and walked out and have not smoked again. Yeah. So it can happen. Yep, absolutely. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if we can get you on board and uh, and make it here. All right, so this is... Um, uh, Thursday? This is just for you, yeah. so if you're calling for yourself, not oh. anybody else. Uh, that is uh, Thursday at 7 a.m. You need to be here a little bit before then. All right. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you don't stray too far. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Now. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I just had an idea at the camp out for hunger. We want to do the world's largest gender reveal party. We could we could also instead, like that song sixteen, we could do the first ever race reveal parties. There we uh, go. Unfaithful couples. Right. How about that? Right. Why no? not? That's a bad idea. <laughs> that's a bad idea. <laughs> bad idea. Okay. I, I don't even know if that's possible. Honestly, uh, there's uh, it's it's safe territory when you play around with race. It is, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, it yeah, always is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are we not learning anything from the current climate? <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Primo's Hoagie's here. We'll do some more giveaways. Well, they're not really here, but they will be here. They're uh, here in spirit. Guys. They're here in spirit, and, and they gave us gift cards to give away, so we'll do that in a little while. Uh, they're they're going to bring in an assortment of Hoagie trays today made with only the highest quality uh, Thumans. We just know it. Meats and cheeses, sliced fresh to order, and served on Primo's award-winning seated rolls. Bake fresh in store every few hours, so we'll, we'll do some more giveaways before the show is up. And we have uh, movie screenings. We've got the Great American Smoke Out. A lot of stuff to be had. Uh, this morning, um, you know what? I should I? Well, yeah. What, should do? I, what do we got? Here? I legitimately noticed some things yesterday, and I would like to share these things that I noticed with you. The noticers notice things legitimately. Yeah, and now he'll impart them to you. Sometimes, so you don't have to notice things when they're not legitimately noticed. They're the junk drawer, but I noticed these. But so. you noticed these things. Yeah. He noticed that they weren't appropriate for the junk drawer. I noticed that Five Below made a big change yesterday. Did you guys see? I that? saw this. No, Doesn't make sense. Uh, it's price point. Is going up after the first time in 17 years. No longer will the store, which is a bargain hunter's dream, only sell items priced at $5 and under. The store will be raising prices on certain items, including tech products and certain toys and games. But they have to change their name now. You can't be five below. 
They're not going to change. Their I name. know. They're not going to change the name. So the bulk of the stuff they still say will be five below, but there will be some things that retail that for five thousand dollars. Well, here's here's how they're getting that, Kathy. They're going to have an area called the Ten Below Gift Shop. Oh. Inside, okay. will there be like like a bouncer there, or like, yeah, like, yeah. like Studio Fifty Four, where you? I need yeah. to get in. No, I don't. Yeah, think I'm sure so. your credit card. Yes, yeah. let it be. Yeah. Sure, are you sure you have ten dollars? Uh, are you a platinum member? Uh, for the toys and games priced up to ten dollars, they will have that separate area of the store. All right, kids. Oh, I love- see. You want access to the ten dollars shop. <laughs> The kids love the five below. I think they like it more than the dollar, or at least my kids like it more than the dollar store. Yeah. yeah. Unless you like votive candles. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the five below is better, a better choice. Dollar store is a great place to go to for uh, cards, like birthday cards and all that sort of stuff. Oh. And uh, food past its eat date. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, five below is much more geared towards kids. Yeah. Well, it's, the, it's, the entire it, store. And it's got a little bit of attitude yeah. to it. And the only thing that I can really buy at Five Below and not worry about the, you know, quote-unquote quality of it. Medicine. Like, no, <laughs> not medicine. No, balls. Like, you know, footballs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> testicles. Um, no, like, uh, there's some decent, you know, footballs, and I love those uh, giant tennis balls and stuff like that. Hula hoops. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, there's the, the old sturdy go-tos. I'm not going there. Below. Yeah, I'm not going there for tech stuff. Or three-piece suits. No. Yeah. I've spoken on the show many times about my father's thriftiness over the years, yes. uh, but my mom surprised me with a fact the other day, and she goes to the dollar store for anything that's disposable. Anything. So toilet paper, paper plates. Really? Anything. Yeah, and so, and right. she saves a lot of money doing it. Instead of going to the grocery store, um, where you can obviously get those things, you save a few bucks by going to the dollar store. So, do you think if your if your dad really wanted to treat your mom to a night out, he'd take her to the ten dollar part <laughs> of the side? Yeah. Uh, Steve, there yeah. are so many layers to the story. <laughs> right. Yes. Put oh on your God. best. We're going to the ten dollar department. I'll I- never forget. We were at an event in the city, and your mom and dad were there, Nick. And I was just talking to your mom for a oh, while. Yeah, Eventually, yeah, yeah. your dad shows up. He's like, "Finally found a spot." <laughs> He was <laughs> driven around for blocks until he found a street spot. If today you asked him about that event, he would remember the parking spot more I'm than the sure. event itself. <laughs> By the I'm way, sure. that is a com- now this is, this is not a, is we're not besmirching because I have Scottish in in me as well. I'm yeah. Scotch Irish. Uh, the frugal frugal nature of the well, it's an interesting balance between being Scottish. frugal and thrifty and cheap. <laughs> and cheap, I think, is much more of a, a negative connotation because it means that you are, are inherently not generous. Right. If you're being thrifty. That doesn't necessarily mean you're not generous. That you're not generous. Right. Yes, um, two things about the dollar store. One, uh, if you ever go there and, and the butter popcorn is available, um, get the butter popcorn. Okay. It is, and Steve, I know you like popcorn. Yes. And, uh, you know that about me. You have been warned. Uh, secondly, I had a question about the toilet paper. Yeah. Um, how much are rolls of toilet paper at the dollar store? Like, they're not, they're not, it's not like a dollar a roll, is it's, it? It's because enough. that actually wouldn't be economical. No, it's enough that it's, it's, it's better than, uh, your, your department stores, your grocery stores. And so okay. for, for things that you're just not going to keep, you know, disposable things, uh, apparently the dollar store is the way to go. Any sort of gift wrapping and stuff like that too. Nick, I love your mother because <laughs> I have a list of items that I will only buy at the dollar store and it's like SOS pads, uh, tin birth foil. control. Tin 
tinfoil. No, tinfoil, aluminum foil. Dude, yes. yeah. Dude they had pregnancy tests there, by the way. Really? At the dollar store. Don't you... ever buy a pregnancy test. I'm sure <laughs> Are you kidding? Steve, you Birth control. Good pregnancy yeah. tests yes. at the dollar store? They have store? pregnancy tests, and they also have drug tests. What is it, just a guy sitting on a stool? Yeah, you're pregnant. So I was standing in line. It's like, guess your weight. And I noticed Either that or every single one of them gives a positive result. It's a capacity. It's a magic eight ball. Maybe. Well, so. Outlook is good. What the I, and so I noticed it and I said something to the lady behind me like, and she said to me that you know what like it's probably not a bad investment as your first pregnancy test right, right? let me just see <laughs> not like first ever but like yeah. alright before I go and spend it's your first opinion. I don't know how much your pregnancy test well, Marissa expiry- you get them all the time right um, <laughs> how much are they I, there's an expiration be- date on those though hold on yeah. that holds no water at all at what point do you go and get the real one after it says you're you're pregnant or not? Yeah, when it's a, oh, you well, can't believe they do, either that's one. A good yeah, but they do question, suggest that Preston. you take more than one as well. Right. But saying, don't they so like, don't they suggest you take more than one of legitimate yeah, tests as opposed said. to one that you paid forty cents for? Yeah, but yeah. Preston, that's a, that's a good question. What if it comes up negative on the dollar store pregnancy test? You're like, all right, well, I'm good. I don't have to invest in uh, yeah. in a real so, pregnancy so nine test. months into your pregnancy. <laughs> no, I'm not pregnant. The dollar store test said I wasn't. I was always appalled by that, but I did hear from a friend who was trying to get pregnant, and pregnancy tests I think are pretty expensive, like ten bucks or something. Oh, like no, that. way more. Oh, way more. Than, how, like, how much if, are they? Like, some of the good ones and like the ovulating tests, like they can be expensive. So if you're doing a couple of those every month, maybe go get the dollar store one as like, oh, wait, this might be the month. And I don't know. Like I'm your tester one. I'm not buying anything like that at Five Below or the dollar store. <laughs> the only thing I buy at the dollar store are like decorations if they're good or like vases if I'm planning a party and I need okay. 20 of them. Right, 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 right. right. Anything you need. But listen, pregnancy tests, try. What about drug tests? No, no, I'm not buying anything like that. No food, nothing. What about EpiPens? No. Sure, yeah. <laughs> right? You buy them like a gross of EpiPens for 50 cents. Yeah, there's kind of like, a, there's a certain line in the dollar store that I don't cross, and that's like where all the, the Diabetes drugs? <laughs> no, the groceries and stuff like that. There are, you know, there's gift Even wrapping. Like the sponges and, and stuff like that are too, they yeah. fall apart after like a day. No, it's not a steak, it's a stirk. <laughs> right, we, we have a lot of people texting in that saying the dollar store pregnancy tests are spot on. That they're really? Good, that the no same way. ones that are used in clinics and hospitals, fertility clinics and hospitals. This is what people are saying on the text messages, so I, I don't know. Those are the Joe Namath pregnancy tests? The Joe Namath pregnancy tests. Uh, yeah, interesting. I don't know. I, I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> Hang hey. on, here we go. Here, now let's go to let's go to Jason. Hi, Jason. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Great. What's up, buddy? Uh, not much. Me and my wife have three kids, and we bought three times at the dollar dollar store, and they all they're the same ones that we got at the local hospital before uh, they give you the blood test. Is that right? So you're 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 confident, and they were right. Obviously, all three times. Then yeah, I have three blessings at home. All right. Well, well good for you. Aww. Congratulations. Uh, and, and it only cost you three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, it cost me more than three dollars. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. What case? Uh, so USA Today has a uh, little study on these home pregnancy tests. All right. It says here, so are dollar pregnancy tests accurate? The answer is yes. Yes, they are. The Food and Drug Administration regulates home pregnancy tests, meaning that it, 
if it's sold in the U.S., then it's the real deal. Okay, but why is it being offered in the dollar store? There's Cheaper. a reason. But yeah, but there's a reason that those those products are placed in the dollar store. The same reason why there are products placed in TJ Maxx, Ross discount stores. So they here's don't the deal. Sell. So why are these not selling? If that's the case, why, why are they in the dollar my store? My guess is it, perhaps it's the way. I don't know what the the packaging is like, but it's like uh, you know when they used to have the uh, generic brands in the supermarket, they'd be the same stuff a lot of times. Mm. But it, what kind of box does it come in? Does I, it, I don't know. Does it does it uh, does it correlate with? Uh, um People who are poor have unprotected sex more often. I, I don't know, you know, or who, who knows. But, uh, no, but I'm talking about the product. I'm talking about the product ex- itself. Why is it being sold at a dollar? Is it overstock? Like overstock.com? Right. Like that. that's what I mean. Is is that the answer? Is it overstock and, and it just wasn't selling at Target, Walmart, places like that? And yeah. that's why it's now at the dollar store? Um, That's a good question. But also just material wise, like... Are they? How much are they making per pregnancy test? If they're selling it for a dollar, yeah, it says right. here dollar one dollar, one yeah. step pregnancy test, one dollar, and that's at the dollar store. Yeah, wow. and the reviews are—it's uh, almost a five-star review after fifty. It's actually just a piece of beef jerky pressed. Oh, is that? <laughs> you just piss on a piece of beef jerky. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go to Eric. Really brown. You're pregnant, Erica. Good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank oh. you. All right. So you have a friend that buys dollar store pregnancy tests? Yes. I have two friends. One has two babies, and she convinced my other friend to start buying them from the dollar store, and they both are uh, avid users. So when they were... so Avid users. <laughs> avid users. <laughs> it's our favorite pregnancy test. Let, let me ask you. So they're, they're very happy with the results, and, and uh, did were they one and done? In other words, they used the test once. Uh, did they do it twice? Uh, you know, I'm not familiar with pregnancy tests, so they were confident with the results. Well, they used the same one for each pregnancy. Okay. Just kidding. Um, no, they <laughs> they used the same dollar store brand every pregnancy. This uh, the the one who's trying to get pregnant, she has a stockpile. All right, it, it's weird because I don't I don't under, fully understand. Yeah. Uh, to, like to Kathy's point, why one would be and 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 maybe you understand this uh, Erica why in in a in another store you'd pay $15 because people will pay $15 no, that's the no, thing you know no, what no 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 there's a reason that they're placing no, the dollar know that. store um it says uh here on on our call screener Thanks, Erica, Erica that you said that the tests are awkward what do you mean by that oh um she mentioned the one who's trying to get pregnant. She mentioned how awkward it was. Um, I believe she's used the regular ones, but the dollar store one is a little different process as to how you get the pee to the stick. I'm not 100% sure. I think it was either peeing directly or having to dip it in a cup and it doesn't provide a cup. I see. Okay, so maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's it. Yeah, the other one comes with a Steve. goblet. Yeah, you have to piss on your hands. <laughs> you piss on your hands. And then you yeah. rub the stick in You've your hands. You've got to put hand. the stick in your teeth and <laughs> bob into the toilet. Yeah. Well, she has, she's a person that she's peeing in one of their regular loot-use cups. You have to poop Steve, on it. You have to, you have to lay, you have to put it in your, in your teeth, yeah. lay on your back, yeah, and, have and hike your, your, yes, uh, your, your hips up in the air yeah. and try and hit it. That's why it costs a dollar. You have to be a squirter. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh God. It's the only one that squirted. I'll tell you this, though. Uh, that would make sense. So it doesn't come with a cup apparatus or something. So you, you have to hold it physically in the pee stream. All right, so, Erica, that makes I got, sense. I got somebody, four reasons. I'm sorry, Kath. No, I was going to say, somebody texted me. I, I don't know if this is the case, but um, he claims that they're buying such mass amounts, the, you know, the massive volumes, yeah. um, that 
it only costs them cents. To That's get... part of it. Okay. So uh, they sell smaller quantities. Like with the product itself is is smaller in quantity. They carry their own labels. So uh, that has a lot to do with it. They, that the helps. Stuff, stuff that ends up in the dollar store is from the dollar store label. Right. Private label, label merchandise. Uh, items are cheaply made, which also makes sense. Volume discounts, which is what you were talking about. And this one's going to make you really thrilled, Kathy. Your purchase could have toxic toxic chemicals. <laughs> so some of the stuff that they sell. It's made in China with like lead paint. Exactly. That's not necessarily pregnancy tests, but it could be any product. Just products, yes. Okay. Hang on. Eric worked in retail, so right. he's an expert. Please. Let's see what that's all about. <laughs> so are what, we. You, you fold, yeah. <laughs> fold the stuff at the gap, so he's going to tell us what's going on. Hey, hi, Eric. You're on the air. How you doing, guys? Good. So what did you do in retail so we know of your qualifications here, sir? So I used a grocery store manager for okay. a long time and working with the retailers um, you know you go to the uh, the shows and the expos and you see all the big manufacturers and they have all their fancy products laid out and sampled at the end of the day what happens is um, a lot of the companies large companies like the ones that make those type of products make a ginormous amount now they make it across the board they have multiple labels that they put on it. I'll give you an example. Hers, for instance, potato chips. They make potato chips not only for hers. They make potato chips for Costco. They make potato chips for, you know, all the other brands. They just put a different label on it. Yeah, this is a this is a common practice. So, like, like the like the the, the store brand of a particular place will be might be made by uh, another another company that you're more familiar with, and and so they offer those at a discounted price. Correct? Yes, that's correct. And the idea is that overall, when they make them across the board that way, instead of them not making any money on product that's going to go. So, you know, they'd have to dispose of it, obviously, at a certain amount of shelf life right. after that. So to save that, they just put multiple labels. So label it or, or, or sell it to different companies, say the dollar stores, the, the, the Donald Generals or whatever they're called or, you know, Corner Dollar or whatever the case may be. And those guys still make something rather than at least right. nothing. It, it's not a total loss. So it's the exact same product being sold for much less. Correct. Correct. Okay. Mm. All right. Mm. All right. So that's uh, your pregnancy test then, if you don't mind running the risk of some sort of toxic chemicals. But Eric, right. might these... Right. You might... can get your orange juice and your pregnancy test at the same place. Right. Yeah. But yeah. might these be... They, they, uh, they're they closer to their shelf life ending and you need to get them quickly? Is that uh, part no, of it? No, I don't, I don't think that that's the... Uh, that's not usually the case because mm. uh, shelf life is... is, is um, those are all FDA um, rules you have to meet in right. order to produce a product no, um, yeah. in the U.S. Okay. All right. I, I got you. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, Eric. no worries. <clears throat> so, same thing. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, there's some... Listen, at the dollar store, you did get some lesser quality things yes. for what right. you're paying. Well, right. That's you the perception. I mean? yeah. You're yeah. not you're not getting premium stuff, but you're getting it's where you go Usable to get your user, like, like Nick's yeah. mom doing stuff that's disposable. Right? Yeah, exactly. Plant, you know, paper cups, pregnancy tests, pregnancy tests, tests. <laughs> stuff like that. New car, new yeah. car. Yeah. So, kind of what I'm understanding here right now is that uh, you shouldn't pay ten dollars for something at the five dollar store. Well, who knows? Maybe you're getting well, maybe you're getting the designers in the ten dollars section. <laughs> the designer, yeah. So here, here's the deal. They're also going to have a, how we got started on this was five below is also going to have some products that are ten and ten and below range, but they're going to be in the special ten below gift shop for electronics. They're adding a section called ten below tech. 
Uh, so you can buy, you know, like Bluetooth speakers and things like that. Like a $10 uh, Bluetooth keyboard. Ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here is, a, this is an iron lung for $9. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's iron lung. Are, are any, Steve, I mean, I know that... Yeah. Not you have ever your preferences. in my wild world. <laughs> okay. Ever. Would you ever get a Bluetooth speaker from a place like no. that? No. Okay. No, and never, never. <laughs> Let me go to some other calls here about the pregnancy test, because some are <laughs> swearing by the dollar store pregnancy test. I'm going to Jen. Hey, Jen, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Oh, my God. Love you guys. <laughs> oh, oh, thank, thank you, Jen. you. What's up? Uh, okay. So, I'm telling you, I, I tell everybody who, who scoffs about these dollar store tests, they are the real deal, okay? <laughs> I know because um, my husband and I went through infertility, okay? My twins are now nine. Wow. And then we had a, a little surprise, too. But during that time, we used a lot of pregnancy tests, okay? So then, we did IVF, had the, uh, two embryos implanted, and not kidding you, like, I tried out the pregnancy test. Like, a couple days later, like, you're not supposed to try so early because it's not supposed to show up. And it showed up that I was pregnant, like, way earlier than, you know, the pregnancy tests are supposed to mm-hmm. show you. So, I, I, I mean, they, they really worked. Like, I, I So you're saying it. you got you got very, you got, even before you were technically were supposed to use them, they gave you an accurate yeah. result. Yeah. Like, they, they tell you, you know how they tell you to, to use it, uh, you know, um, around the time you would miss your period? Well, I used it even sooner because I knew I had the embryos. I was like, all right, let me see. Did they take did this now, IVF work? L- and l- it worked. Let me ask you, Jen, did you have to, did you have to, like, it didn't come with a cup. Did you have to just hold it in the pee stream or what was it? Um, you know, I think what they were talking about, yeah, it doesn't have, it's not like so nicely packaged. Right. Like the ones you get, you know, the first response and, you know, all that. It's, it's, it's bare bones kind of stuff. It just rattles around in the box, right? <laughs> <laughs> just chucked but in there. Works. Yeah, but that's it works. Weird. That's all that matters. Yeah. And it worked for you, and, and now you have your, uh, your, your your blessing. So that's right. awesome. Well, thank I you. I do. I do. I have three blessings. Oh, three? Well, there you go. Congratulations. Thank you, Jen. Yes. Appreciate it. But somebody was texting and saying you can get the same thing at Walmart for 88 cents. Wow, man. It's like even cheaper at other places. And live bait. Uh, as well, yeah. Bonus. Uh, is my fact, bait pregnant? <laughs> hang on, let me let me go to Kate here. Hi, Kate. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How hey, you doing? good. So you've done the pregnancy tests? Yes, absolutely. So I buy pregnancy tests on Amazon. Um, I buy this brand that's called Wanfo, but basically you can get like twenty five tests for like fifteen dollars, and they also do this with the ovulation test. Partay. Wow. So what the test actually is, it's a small piece of paper that's about the length of a Q-tip. So it's not wrapped in plastic. You do have to dip it into a cup of urine, so it's not as fancy. But, I mean, if you take apart one of the, you know, $15 pregnancy tests, if you pop it open, it's the exact same piece of paper inside of it. Okay. All right. Uh, Interesting. All right. So 25 tests for $15. What am I bid? What am I bid? I have a great idea. Thank you, by the way, Kate. So how about this? Instead of the world's largest gender reveal party, (laughs) we do the world's biggest pregnancy test party. We'll pay for all of them. We'll let you piss all over the place. We can get 25 for 15 bucks. We'll get, we'll get, honestly, we could do that. That's our fallback plan. We'll shut out all the guys out of the tent. And we'll just, just have to let people pee in the tent. Hey, why absolutely, not? It's on, it's we on do. Asphalt. We can squeegee oh, no. it out of there. Let's go to the dollar store and get some dollar buckets. It, we could do that too. I love where this hike is going. up your yeah. hike up, and we can play hike up. You skirt a little, a little more, more yeah. and show me if you're pregnant or not. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was in for the gender reveal. I'm not, I don't know if I'm... No? I, nah, I'm not in for this. What if everybody found out they were pregnant? How beautiful right. oh that is. Here, no, here's the deal. It's, it's a Preston. miracle of life. We'll have the dad's piano, too, just to, so, so okay, it's fair. Sure. Just to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's, all right. I like right. this. Maybe we need to think about this. So this is, is this technically litmus paper? Maybe we need to think about yeah. this. No, it's not litmus paper, is it? It seems like it. Well, so, all right. So now, we need a, thing now we need a chemist. In that, oh, man, in that school. We in have school. We have one. Oh, yeah, so, sorry. <laughs> we have a lab scientist. <laughs> hey, uh, it's Casey. I'm a lab scientist. Hi, Chrissy. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi, it says here you're a lab scientist. Yes, I'm a certified medical lab technologist. Okay. I do this testing all day long. Can we? Can you um, answer Steve's question first? Is it? It's not litmus paper, is it? No, 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 not okay. at all. Is it newspaper? Just, litmus paper tests the acidity, doesn't it? I don't Correct. know. Yeah. I'm pre-law. Alkal- alkalinity <laughs> versus acidity. I don't know. All right, yes. Chrissy, go ahead. What were you going to tell us? So, in the in the laboratory, I work in a hospital setting. Um, the pregnancy tests that we use are sensitive down to 25 micrograms. Um, it's an insanely small amount. Um, it can basically pick up that you're positive for pregnancy uh, about a week or two after you can actually become pregnant, before you would even miss your first period sometimes. Wow, wow. Right. Um, and I did see these in the dollar store years ago, and I, I stopped short. I couldn't believe it. But I did pick up the product, and I read everything on it, and they are the exact same sensitivity that we use in the laboratory, wow. 25 micrograms. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it's the same. It's not like a novelty where if you pull on it, it snaps your thumb. One of those things. So I know what Casey Um, was just thinking out loud a week or two. So if you have unprotected sex today. Yes. We could get You could come down (laughs) to the camp out for hunger and we could test you and have an accurate reading. I mean, come on. From dollar store tests. Please. Mm -hmm. Leave two lines open to see if somebody would be in for that. (laughs) Please. All right. Let me ask you, uh, 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 Chrissy, since you're a lab scientist, if you were to have it. If you were to have unprotected sex in the parking lot of the Camp Out to Hunger the morning of. We could reveal it at the Christmas Miracle. <laughs> All right. We, I, guess, I guess you need, you need yeah. a little bit of time. Yeah, All right, I got you. It's a little gestation period. And we want, we want, really, we want, you know, technically we would want children born of love and not a contest. So, Chrissy, you're saying that these, <laughs> these, uh, these very, very cheap pregnancy tests are the real deal then? Yeah. And, and to go further on that, the reason they cost a dollar or they're so cheap um, is again because it's no frills, it's volume discount. And just as a reference, I mean, years ago I had a pregnancy test done, and I got the billing back from the laboratory, and they charged me seventy two dollars. I had I have insurance. I worked for that hospital, and it was a seventy two dollar test. For, um, so you out of your, that out of your pocket, or do you have a cheaper copay, or what? Uh, no, that's what the insurance insurance um, paid for. It. So okay. a, a buck from right. the dollar store and wow. seventy two bucks through the hospital. Yeah. Which is Jesus. ridiculous. That is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm still interesting. Okay. So I'm still not, <laughs> not buying it. Thanks, for Chrissy. For people that don't have insurance, you know, a yeah. dollar is a dollar. And oh, my works. God, yes. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You can buy, you give them as party favors. And get some Mylar balloons while you're there. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> and some live bait. Thank Listen, you, Chrissy. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. something that the dollar store, I mean, that yeah, that the dollar store is great for when uh, Party City and those places run out of helium because there's been a helium shortage for so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can go to the dollar store and they also have helium and they will blow your balloons up for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Pregnancy balloons, Preston. It's the latest rage. Yep. Yeah. Uh, wow, this is all very eye-opening. I, I, yes, and vaginal. Uh, what, the, the, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We got to say that. 
clinic. By the way, there's a vagina museum that opened up recently. Where? <laughs> Hello. This place is huge. I could even hear Kathy laugh. That was there. good. That was the only funny thing Casey said all week. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, that's something funny yesterday. Let's see where that <laughs> vagina museum What's this around the door? Oh, that's hair. Oh. <laughs> you walk through the hairy door. Oh, oh, you know what, you know what the doorbell does, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you got to keep pushing. I know, yeah. Over yeah. And over Sometimes and you can't over. find Sometimes. the doorbell. <laughs> Duck down to your, your head will hit that bump. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's in London. Okay. The Vagina Museum. Uh, this place is sopping wet. Is, oh, God almighty. Yeah, you started it. It's your fault. Uh, you have to ask. A woman named Florence uh, Schechter discovered that Iceland had a penis museum, and she felt that there needs to be a vagina museum. This place is really wild. Um, in fact, what it's... What are all the cats doing in here? It's oh, a different God. proposition to the penis museum. Uh, she said, that's kind of novelty. Penises and jars... Uh, we're going to be much more thoughtful and actually explore the topic. I don't think anyone wants to see vaginas in jars. Uh, first up, a no. <laughs> yeah, no. That's weird. That's that's uh, Hannibal Lecter territory. <laughs> this is really wild. <laughs> oh, look, churros. A note on the name. Uh, Schechter acknowledges the frustration in how the word vagina is often used when people are really talking about the external vulva. Uh, but they um, they needed she must a term. Be a gas at parties. They needed a uh, a term that people were already familiar with. A lot of people just said don't know the word vulva, and people are not going to engage with something that they don't know. Sadly, attendance hasn't been that good at the butthole museum. <laughs> it's just not a popular attraction. Where's the entrance? Get around back. Okay. Butthole. Uh, but it says a vagina museum is frankly more... Well, go around back and check out the butthole museum. Frankly more. <laughs> 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 this place stinks. <laughs> uh, the museum will look at the entire gynecological anatomy, the inside... Can't you just look at a book? ...as well as the outside and consider its representation in culture and history... But the fact a vagina museum needs a bit of a glossary in the first place is proof of its purpose, she says. Everybody get on the vagina rail. (laughs) That's what takes you around? It's a small vagina. (laughs) Vagina rail. Wow. It's a gaping butthole after all. Apparently we... All right, here we go. (laughs) All right. Uh, We are still crushingly bad about talking about all the bits between women's legs. So you need a museum for that? Often ignorant of euphemistic, vague, or embarrassed. I think we're treating it in a proper fashion. Even when we have a vagina ourselves. Well, I don't, but Uh, I can access one. A wider culture uh, uh, and and wider culture attitudes. Woo! Look at this vagina! This thing's huge. Woo! <laughs> uh, You're not approaching it with the reverence we had intended. 
It says here, and and wider culture attitudes to them run the gamut of sniggering, uh, cons- consorious. I don't know. What that, oh, censorious. Sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> censoring. I thought I that was on. the uh, the bartender at the uh, consorious Star Wars bar. Uh, your name is Censorious. Would you please t- top off vagina faces drink. <laughs> That's right. There was yeah. a vagina. Yeah, face. there was. Your face. It looks like a vagina. <laughs> And your friend looks like a butthole. <laughs> Whack that. It says a gamut of sniggering, censorious, disgusted, objectifying, or actively oppressive about the vag. Okay, we're looking at it. It simply looks like really pretty much like a bookstore. Yeah, is it what it is. Boring. It doesn't look like what you'd want, like rides and stuff like that. You right. know, E.T. waves goodbye to you at the thing. You'd want that. Yeah, or, you know, or, or, you know. Hope you had a good time. <laughs> Did you enjoy the vaginas? So many vaginas. I mean... He's got those huge uh, fingers. Oh, no. Dude. I'll be right here. <laughs> right there. That little bump right there. Oh, That's where I'll be. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway, Five Blows going to be charging yeah. more money. <laughs> Wait a second. Now you're going back? <laughs> well, I, I never really left. We never I mean, left. We were, we you got... never left. All you had to do is click your vaginas together three times. We're going home. So exciting. We yeah. took a wonderful journey there through space and time. Yeah, we did. I don't even know where to go after this. Uh, I think you could sing. Maybe take a break, I guess. Yeah. Could do that could very do that. thing. This is a great idea. Somebody suggested uh, a job. A giant vagina like the heart at the Franklin Institute. Something yeah. you can walk through. You get to well, walk through. Well, they have the, 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 colon. the colon. Yeah, they got the brain I... at the Franklin Institute now, too. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Absolutely. That's different than the vagina and butthole. It is. <laughs> Say that again, uh, that was, No, it was clean. It was clean. It was clean. Attention, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the butthole is closing in five minutes. The butthole is closing in five minutes. Is that for people who want to get it or yeah, people yeah, who yeah. want to get out? <laughs> the butthole is puckering up in five minutes. The butthole is puckering up in five minutes. <laughs> for some customers, it's it's always closed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow, the butthole will reopen at 9 a.m. <laughs> oh, our interns aren't even cracking a smile out there. Oh, good God. Okay. Uh, yeah, Casey's re- giving me the wrap-it-up signal. Sorry, dudes. Gonna, no, it's all it's all good. I should... Uh, That's probably best. <laughs> uh, I should give something away. What do you want me to give away? We have lots of things to give away. Well, I mean, we do have this uh, Great American Smokeout thing right. on Thursday. Let's Dr. Rosenpenis. Yeah. Dr. Rosenpenis. Yes. Uh, will be here on uh, Thursday for the Great May American Smokeout. May I Smoke. help you, Dr. Uh, uh, oh, it's me, Dr. Rosenpenis. I'm just here to check Dr. out Rose. Dan Wick's file. All right. So <laughs> uh, if you have been a lifelong smoker and cannot shake the habit, let's see if we can end that permanently for you. We'll take five callers, 215-263-WMMR. Here's the deal. You have to be here on Thursday. No later than 7 a.m. And we're going to pop you into a room and uh, Dr. Rosenberg is going to be uh, hypnotizing you and hopefully you will give up the habit for good. It'll I've be used, a life-changing event for you. Uh, I, he does a little, uh, I, there's a thing I listen to that to, he recorded for me. Uh, it, it's sort of a meditation thing that I do every day. It's very effective. It's not wasn't for smoking cessation, but we've had many people walk out the door after this experience over the years and never smoke again. 
All right, 215-263-WMMR. That's number five callers. We did. Uh, that was kind of the noticer. We yeah. could do more noticer because I only noticed one thing, really. I don't really so. know what the hell happened. Yeah, we'll, we'll, take a, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I'm going to mention this again. I'm going to hit it pretty hard today, and we're going to judge the because um, we're getting close to camp out for hunger. We're, we're within two weeks. We're inside the we're in the red zone now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so uh, we want to see if this gender reveal has legs to it or not. Uh, gen- the world's largest gender reveal party. We need enough pregnant people. That's it, and pregnant people that are available to come by in the morning and be a part of this whole thing. So if you are expecting. Haven't revealed the sex of the baby, or just want to pretend. Like, uh, anyhow, no, actually, we would like it to be a real uh, secret. Um, <clears throat> get in touch with us. We have a link on PrestonandSteve.com. It says, be a part of the world's largest gender reveal. Just click on that, and you can set us your information. If you're available, come down. Um, I think we're going to shoot for the Monday, December 2nd. Yes, because we, what we're if going to do re- requires perhaps the possibility Weather. of a rain date. Yep. So uh, we need to do that. And in a city that you earlier reported was the sixth most sinful in the country, yeah. We uh, I figured there'd be more knocked up people. Yeah. yeah. I actually heard from a couple of people who just did gender reveals that were like, oh. "Man, I wish I would have known about this." Well, totally listen, yeah. We we're going to make it magical no matter what we do or yep. or, or uh, regretful. Or yeah. We'll find something else to do. So let's uh, let's see if you're interested. Get in touch with us. Spread the word. Let people know who uh, are in your life that are expecting. And uh, maybe they'll want to be a part of it. Or else we're going to go to Plan B, which is the largest pregnancy test. Yes. <laughs> which is not too bad. World's largest pregnancy test. So, Mass pregnancy test. You don't even have to be pregnant. It. Maybe. Wouldn't that be wild? You, you have no inkling at all. There's no way I'm pregnant. And then you find out you're pregnant. You know, we do Preston. We do like a, like a, like a baptism where you get in, the, in a pool full of pee. Oh, my God. Oh, my back. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's mix everybody's pee together <laughs> and see what happens then. And guess Ew. who's pregnant? Chances are right. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, I have some stats and studies that I would like to share with you. Fresh from the... Just Saying Institute. Uh, so if you guys don't mind, I can uh, purse out some uh, information. Purse. We wrapped up uh, the publish, put out, promulgate. Something like that, yeah. Okay. yeah. Parse. 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 That's what I'm looking Teamwork. for. We Purse. wrapped up the noticer prematurely. Now we move on to the Just Saying Institute. <laughs> yes. Located uh, in West Virginia, over 200 sprawling acres. I do have some interesting An things. An accredited university, providing information for morning shows worldwide. Uh, this out of the Just Saying Institute. Its monorail system runs 200 miles long. Via an Ohio State University study has determined that of the thousands of possibilities, there are actually only 35 universally accepted facial expressions. Oh. I, I've heard this, and this is um, what makes um, the facial recognition software... Um, relatively easy to configure. And not only that, perhaps most remarkable, it is that roughly half of these, 17 to be exact, are all expressions of happiness. Yay! So we have more expressions for happiness than any other emotion as a human being, facially, that are recognized by other people. Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. Well, I like that. What's what's the uh, the old saying about it takes uh, far more muscles, to facial frown. muscles to frown than it does to smile? Yeah. Or as my buddy Steve used to say, I'm just getting a good workout in. <laughs> <laughs> Humans are meant to smile much more often than they grimace, scowl, frown, or wince. 
Uh, and the study author, uh, Alex Martinez, said this was a delight to discover. It was a delight to discover. Alex is a cognitive scientist and a professor of electrical and computer engineering at the university and says because it speaks to the complex nature of happiness. Uh, the current study is an expansion of previous research by the same study authors which found that humans are able to correctly determine other people's emotions about 75% of the time simply by observing blood flow changes around the nose, eyebrows, cheeks, and chin. So a, a quick question here pertaining to that. Is, do, do we believe, or out of all the times we've discussed things that are, you know, that relate to this, that the the smile is a physiological response or is that a learned response, a smile to a positive situation? I'm assuming because babies smile. I'm 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 assuming it's physiological. Right. And and maybe there's more in this. I did read this study, but I, I found it a couple of days ago, so I've forgotten most of it. But uh, for the current study, researchers created a list of eight hundred and twenty one words to describe feelings and had these translated into other languages to download images across multiple cultures. With 7.2 million images of facial expressions from 31 countries, scientists used computer algorithms to discover that the human face can combine different muscles in different ways to express itself in 16,384 unique ways. So you're capable of doing over 16,000 different Faces, I guess. If I you made will. it so far to fourteen thousand four hundred forty-seven. <laughs> um, when they, I keep a, a log. When they sorted all of these thousands of expressions into categories, study authors expected to find several hundred variations of emotions. Instead, they were surprised to only find that there are thirty-five. And because of the narrow results, researchers thought perhaps most expressions were culture-specific, okay? So they analyzed the same data set of 7.2 million images and instead found that there are just eight primary expressions. Eight primary? This is very interesting. They concluded most facial expressions are understood by all, and about half of these expressions are used to express joyfulness. So So globally... Uh, it, it doesn't matter across all races, across all yeah. uh, countries. Beliefs. We we know that a smile is a is a pleasant, positive thing. Correct. Um, yeah. That that is uh, that. I mean, what even, binds us together is more. I'm saying that that would be even like primitive, uh, more primitive. You know, lost cultures out in the Amazon would or something know like a that smile. Would know what a smile means. How many smile or happy emojis are there? Are, there's is, a lot, right? There's a lot more of those than um, turds. Uh, well, turds. Yeah, there's probably only one. But I was going to say frowny faces, faces or yeah. angry faces. Mm. Now, do you think? Or sad. Uh, how many? How many happy faces do you think your dogs will recognize as? If, uh, they didn't if, check if, with animals on this any. Study well, I'm case. asking you, not, well, the, not you need the to. Condu- this is your study now. You conduct it. <laughs> okay. Uh, wouldn't it be great if you made it on, uh, made it, uh, your data was it accepted by the Just Saying Institute? Well, because I had wondered if, uh, you know, when you smile with teeth, if dogs saw that as a sign of aggression because dogs only show their teeth when they're, like, growling and, and not happy. Get a clipboard and <laughs> yeah. talk to I your dogs. Yeah. Go yeah. put your face in a bunch of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take you to a kennel. <laughs> I need a lab coat too, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, Case. Yeah, and maybe it varies upon breed. You know? I, I contend that that I know that people say no, animals don't smile. I disagree. I feel that there is a an equivalent of a smile. My I can see it in my cats and and in my uh, my dogs and in my salamander. <laughs> can you tell when somebody uh, is fake smiling? Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, the secret is in the eyes, from what I understand. 
Yeah, uh, there's like a genuine yeah, facial the, expression and yeah. then something that's put on. And they're usually watching. wearing a shirt that says, ask me about my insincerity. Yeah, I was watching uh, um, a retrospective or a sort of mini biography on Julia Roberts. And uh, she talked about, because she has a big, beautiful smile, yeah. about fake smiling a lot. And when she was doing it and she would talk about times where she was actually doing it, I couldn't tell. Now, she's a good actress on yeah. top of it. But it was it was interesting because I think I can tell on most people. But sometimes uh, they, they pass the test without me being able to pick up well, on weren't it. Weren't we just talking about this the other day when we... Um, um, pose with listeners or whoever that come into the studio and you take pictures with them, I always say go with the first, because you know our interns will, will snap a bunch of shots for them, but always go with the first one because that's going to be genuine. After a while, we're all just holding it and it right. becomes yes. fake. Yeah, <laughs> the best. I try to, I try to when, when I say my family is, is taking a picture, <clears throat> I, I try to say something that might be fun right before the picture's taken. So you get a legitimate smile. Yeah. It's so funny, especially kids that go through uh, when they're when they're still toddlers, <laughs> and you have them smile for a picture, <laughs> and they do that fake smile, which is which is yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. teeth out <laughs> yeah just teeth no no curling yeah, yeah. up of, of the yeah. sides of the mouth. I have tons of pictures of my kids just showing their teeth. That's uh-huh. all they're doing. They're just showing their teeth. But a child going to the dentist would genuinely smile or laugh in a natural Absolutely. response. Yep. But, they, but when asked to do it, they don't yep. know what approximates smile, that. Yeah, they yeah. Just go, uh. You know, okay. So you know what I do if you take like <laughs> at the happy place when we were taking nine million pictures. Uh, my cousin was there with her son, and she was trying to get a nice picture of the two of them, and by the end he, that's what he was doing it was just mm-hmm. teeth he wasn't even looking at the camera he was like looking past it so i do this with my mom too because she ruins every picture ever taken ever <laughs> oh my God. uh close your eye stop smiling close your eyes when, on the count of three open up and and i'll go one two three okay open up and smile and then snap the shot and mm. it works like a charm with my mom do you jingle your keys and it, and it worked <laughs> with um jackson when we were at happy place oh okay. really okay well, the study found that happiness, whether expressed in a contented smile, glowing cheeks, or crinkly eyes, is the Ooh. face that other humans find most recognizable. Researchers note that there are three expressions for fear, four for surprise, right, and <laughs> five each for sadness and anger. What would you? What's your fear face? I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's what that, that yeah, that's it, Yeah, Kathy. Kathy yeah. Just right? it. so yeah. scared. Looks like she just heard the word moist. By the way, it says here, uh, disgust has only one expression. Oh, no. I have, I, I have chronicled 14. <laughs> Kathy. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Like, that give me a 13. <laughs> um, yeah. Have so, you guys um, ever spent a decent amount of time in the front of the mirror just making faces? Yeah. And, yeah. and you know what? That's That was my first job out of high school. <laughs> uh, that's a standard. I was a professional uh, gurner. Actis, uh, acting practice. Uh, okay. If you're, if you're going to be yeah. a thespian, if you're going to be doing acting at all, is they spend a lot of time in the mirror and recognizing what that expression feels like. So I think the idea would be to make whatever face you think is an emotion looking away from the mirror, and yeah. then look at the mirror and see what it looks like. And it might not be what you think it is until you see yourself doing it. Well, it's true. And you know who does that as well are animators who are drawing. Yeah. Uh, oh. yeah they, they, when they're doing that, uh, you know, they, they actually look at, there's old pictures of Walt Disney looking into a mirror. Yeah, and making those, faces. Oh, yeah, making faces. Uh, and in fact, I remember when Billy Bob Thornton had done uh, Sling Blade. Yeah. He said that he got that that face from he he stared in the mirror and did all kinds of weird faces and voices and he came across camera uh-huh. all down. Uh-huh. You see in the movies all the time where people will stand in front of the mirror and and um, act out 
uh, interactions. Like, uh, you know, they're going to meet a girl for the first time right. or they're going for a job interview. And that, I, I've never, ever done that. But I have many, many times, especially growing up in my uh, adolescent and teenage years, spent time in front of the mirror making the goofiest faces possible. That's why you're good yeah. at it. That's why I'm so goddamn good at it. It's true. Yeah. And you're pretty, you, you can pull off. You know, stage acting and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but um, sometimes I'll make a face and my, uh, you know what I'm going to say, my, um, I'll get like a cramp. Uh, yes. Oh, it hurts. Oh, oh, it hurts so bad. <laughs> like, like my jaw I've will cramp it. up like right underneath my chin. It's like, oh, God, this hurts so bad. <laughs> I'm just going to have to sit this one out. Oh, he oh. He was known for making children laugh with oh, his no. funny faces. Oh, no. And then one day he strained a muscle. <laughs> he thought his life was over. Until a young therapist entered his life. Hi, I'm Kathy Romano, and I think you're a raging idiot. But we can fix this. Let me help you. Oh, it's like those cramps. You just, it hurts. You have to just let it, it let it take its course, man. You're like, oh, my God, this hurts so bad. I'm just afraid I'll never be able to go again. The sequel to Brian's song. <laughs> I'll never be able to what? I'm afraid I'll never be able to go again. <laughs> well, why do you need to go that again? Yeah, why? Go that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you're right. So uh, actors have this ability to make. I mean, sometimes, especially when they when they do very close up shots, very very subtle. Uh, facial movements to convey emotions, and they do it, you know, the really good ones can do it incredibly well. Well, yeah, uh, someone who comes to mind for that is Meryl Streep. If you look, if you watch the uh, the Deer Hunter, which you watch the second half of case, uh, <laughs> there there's a sequence that takes place where De Niro comes back from Vietnam, and she is in this uh, market, and she's working in the market, packing ourselves on the shelves, and what she conveys just with like half, like a half eye open, or a you know, a, a slight turn of the head, all that stuff is just showing this despair that she's trying to hold on, yeah. you know, and, and not let come through. And it's great. But it's I mean, a, those, that's, that's why those people are where they are. Yeah. Right? And Bridges, Madison County, which is, you know, kind of a, a yeah. sleeper of a movie. Or Nash Bridges. <laughs> Nash Bridges. But uh, there are so many subtleties in uh, her performance absolutely. there. Yeah. Yes, you're exactly right. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a, a heart-tugging movie. And then there are actors with over-expressive faces like Willem Dafoe, who is like, yeah. he's able to contort his face. And he's a great actor, yeah. but he is sort of the opposite of Meryl Streep because he'll just do, you know, especially when he's a... Um, uh, the go- Green Goblin, yeah. Spider-Man. His There's world. subtlety there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to blow you up, Spider-Man. Yeah! But Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey's Jim by Carrey's far the master yeah, yeah, yeah. at right. changing yeah. his face and, and uh, being able to look like a completely different person. Did you ever see The Goblin in Madison County? <laughs> no, I did not see The Goblin. I love you, Clint Eastwood. You take such great pictures of me. <laughs> Avenge me! <laughs> Wow. Take pictures of me, Clint Eastwood. Take pictures of me! All right, but of all the emotions that you, you can... You like these ...you can convey with the face and have recognized, more than half of those are simply for happiness alone. So that's... Mm-hmm. I think that says some good things about I, us. I do like it. It's it, as people. I think it's more fascinating that, uh, on that level, that a smile pretty much means the same... Because we know certain hand gestures... Perhaps an extending for a handshake could mean a, a sign of aggression to another culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a smile is recognized around the world mm-hmm. as a benevolent thing. All right. Uh, let's get to another study from the Just Saying Institute and see what we can find. The Just Saying Institute. 
expand your mind a little bit here. A new genetic test aims to let helpful parents pick smarter, taller, and healthier babies. Why, that is right out of the movie Gattaca, folks. It is. Designer kids. Uh, it's coming. It's actually, in a way, is here yeah. at some aspects. Yeah. Um, and uh, that that ends... Uh, that's... Uh, we're bordering on uh, what eugenics, right? Yeah, is that is that what it's called? Eugenics? Yeah, I mean, it's what Hitler's program was. You know, an, an Aryan uh, yeah. a, a perfection. Uh, Lawrence uh, Tellier, founder of New Jersey startup uh, Geno- uh, Genomic Predictions, created a DNA screening method that scores embryos with risk estimates for heart disease, diabetes, or other illnesses. Hmm. Wow. Uh, it also gives a report card on their predict predicted height and intelligence. <laughs> Think about like you know, <laughs> years ago. So there is a case to be made, like with me and and Dr. Mike had said so, like and, and perhaps with you, Preston, uh, that my uh, my autoimmune the autoimmune the vitiligo and perhaps the achalasia that I had that I had the, the treatment for uh, was uh, uh, was as a result of my parents. Smoking in a car, you know, secondhand smoke. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they they found some data. Listen, I it's it, yeah. it is what it is. That's yeah. okay. And you don't know those things at the time. You have to judge everything in the time. But he he says there's strong data that over the years uh, that that could cause um, deficiencies. You know yeah, that yeah. that uh, occurred. So uh, the stuff that we that we learn. But I mean, in this case, you're sort of saying I don't want this type of. You know, obviously, no. You know, hey, I wish I, I hope I have a kid with diabetes. Well, you remember in uh, you know in that movie in Gattaca, you know, the, the parents decide not to do any genetic manipulation on Ethan Hawke's character. Yes, ends up with a heart condition. Right. So their next son, they tailored and made sure that he was going to be fine. And and what happens? He he struggles to find work because it becomes public knowledge that yeah. he may not live that long, and he's got to be. He's got to work a, a more uh, blue collar job, right? Right, and 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 then it becomes a thing where you hide who you are and what your what your genetic makeup is because it can be a detriment to your future. And think of all the people though who have been encumbered by things, uh, Stephen Hawking, you know, or, oh, yeah. or that, that have gone on to do great sure, things. It, sure. it, what what is the measure of a person? Uh, so right now the test is being offered to hopeful parents at uh, in vitro fertilization clinics as an addition to standard tests that only screen for major abnormalities. Um, so I don't know if anything thing like this will become, you know, uh, popular or... You know what I fi- I've been finding over the, the past couple of, uh, you know, decades that everything that you thought... Science fiction had warned us against. It's all happening. <laughs> it's yeah. every bit of it is happening. And of course, you remember, you know, like I just mentioned, in vitro, in vitro fertilization uh, back when I was a kid. And Steve, you know, yeah. you remember test tube babies? How controversial that was, and yeah. it was it was an affront to God, and all these all this you know stuff was was just all this controversy surrounded and it. Now and it's, it's giving hope to families. Commonplace, yeah. and yeah. people are having children, and it's it's a wonderful thing. You what, know? Does it, what does it normally cost, IVF? Is it like 50 grand? A dollar at the dollar store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. get, they have a little kit there. It's got, the uh, it's got boo-boo kitty on it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Nick, I think it's around there. So if I'm paying fifty or $60,000, uh, it really does present a lot of moral questions because if you're able to screen out uh, some diseases like cerebral palsy, yeah. you know, th- these are things that obviously you can be a functioning normal human being, sure. but if you are able to avoid that, wouldn't you want to? They, well, they, had, they, had, had, they had those hearings over in, I forget it, I saw the footage of a young man speaking eloquently, was it here? Or I forget where it was, but he had Down syndrome and he was talking about 
would you eradicate me? Right, yeah, would right. You? It's a great question. Yeah, yeah. But you, you know, listen. You want, you want, you want your kids to have the best yes. life they could possibly yep. have, and, they, and if that means physical, mental, whatever it may be, you want the best for them. It doesn't mean that they're going to have a bad life, but you want to <sighs> give them the best opportunities that they can. This so. is for greater if, minds like Gary Lauer to consider. Exactly. You know. Just real quick, if you do IVF, you don't have to opt for the genetic testing. That's what costs extra. Okay. okay. And listen, if you can have three testicles Absolutely. and you can, and you can mean, like order them. The man has gone on. Yeah. I had three testicles. Then by and yet God, he created the space program. Go for it. All right. <laughs> we have to take a break. Thank you. These are studies from the Justine Institute. We'll, uh, we'll crunch the data and we'll get Absolutely, some more. Absolutely, yeah. Up. I want to give away a $50 uh, gift card from Primo Hoagies. And they have amazing hoagie trays. You can uh, get in on their gift card extravaganza for reward members. Buy a $50 gift card. Get a $10 gift card. Buy a $100 gift card. Get a $25 gift card. Details, primohogies.com. Awesome. Call number 20. You get a free $50 gift card right now. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be right back. Hey, gang. Starting Monday, December 2nd, we are camping out and broadcasting our show from Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. It's Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, benefiting fill abundance and fueled in part by energy transfer. Now, join us for special guests each morning inside the warm confines of the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent with free hot coffee from Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Join us on site and drop off your non-perishable food donations at the General Building Contractors Association Demolish Hunger Donation Area. Camp Out would not be possible without the generosity of you, our great friends and listeners, and our partners. Select Event Group, Chorus Photography, Light Action Productions, IMS Technology Services, Skelly's Amusements, Shapiro Fire Prevention, and Newman University Videography. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. It's story time, everybody. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by hers, a Philly hometown favorite for generations. Whether you're hosting a tailgate or grabbing a snack on the go, wherever you're snacking, make it Philly, Philly. Yeah. And grab a bag of your favorite hers flavor. Hers forever good. Well, bride-to-be is called off her wedding after her fiancé refused to ditch his best man, because he was too short and had a unibrow and cooked crooked teeth. <laughs> wow. So superficial. The anonymous bride said the best man was only five foot three and would look ridiculous escorting her beautiful sister down the aisle. <laughs> yeah, posted, this is a consideration. Posted this on Facebook. The bride believed to be from the United States revealed, I'm getting married next Saturday. All of my bridesmaids are gorgeous. And honestly, I can't imagine having better looking friends. I'm looking forward to going to your wedding. <laughs> My issue is my fiance's best man. He's only five foot three, so he will look ridiculous escorting my sister down the aisle. He is homely as well, a unibrow and crooked teeth. Oh my god. One of those really big smiles that shows his teeth and ten feet of gum, too. Sounds like they get along. In the post, which was later shared on Reddit, she added that she asked if the best man could stand on the end in photos so he could be cropped out. Wow. Should I ask my future husband if he could be at the end of the line in of the men and all the pictures during the ceremony? And that way he could be cropped out or avoided in photos. It would make him have to pick another best man. Uh, he won't do it because his friend spent about $15,000 on his bachelor party la- uh, bachelor party weekend. Wow. I don't particularly care. And if he decides that his gift depends on his placement in the wedding party, I don't think he's a good friend anyway. She continued saying, like, she's the judge of who's a good friend. 
Uh, she continued saying uh, she was so upset that she decided to cancel the entire wedding. Called it off. Well, maybe a bullet was dodged here. She said, I'm crying and so upset that my fiancé said that he wouldn't move him. I'm so insanely upset and told him I'm calling off the wedding. Wouldn't it be wild if she hooked up with a unibrow guy? I just need some support from my fellow women who know how stressful it is to pull off a beautiful and aesthetically <laughs> pleasing wedding day. Uh, you know, it's we've heard stories like this before, you know, where they, they want, they want the, the bridal, the, the wedding pictures to look perfect. Other Reddit users uh, criticized the bride, saying that she was being ridiculous and the groom had a lucky escape. Uh, Alarney Clark from England recently revealed her 14-month-old son, Harry, is fixated on a life-size female doll head that's normally used as hair styling tra- as a hairstyling training tool. You know the type we're talking oh, about. I, here, sure, right? I absolutely do, yeah. She says her son always loved playing with her hair to fall asleep, even as a small baby. So she introduced the doll so his dad could help, but uh, to help put him to bed. She added that the doll's hair is the same color and length as her own, and Harry took to it immediately. He has since named the doll Baba. And Baba. In, and insists on bringing it wherever he goes. Wait a second. What was your doll's name, Kathy? And sleeps with it. Uh, Jatna and Keetna. Okay. Jatna and Keetna. Clark says the doll has creeped her and her husband out a few times, but has also helped Harry become a more independent sleeper. So they're Kill your mommy. Kill your mommy. Yeah. Uh, I'm still amazed when this happens. A hunter was seriously wounded Saturday when he was accidentally shot by his brother. The victim, a 28-year-old, was airlifted from the scene. His brother told police he accidentally shot his brother with a muzzleloader rifle, thinking that he was shooting a deer that had been wounded. How does this happen? Sheriff's deputies dispatched around 5.30 where the hunter had been shot, found the brothers who had been hunting together. An investigation on the scene and in follow-up interviews determined this was, by all accounts, an accidental shooting that occurred after the men... Looking for a deer that one brother had shot earlier with his muzzle-loaded rifle. So, so are we to believe that when, when the second he hears some twigs break, he turns around and just fires? Seems what it... I don't know. <laughs> the brothers could not find the deer and were ending the search when they became separated in the dense cornfield. Uh, the brother who fired the shot was some distance away when he thought he saw the deer moving. He heard what he thought was a deer moving and fired a pig. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, Steve. That's what he did. Come on, man. Yeah. After Verify fu- it's a deer. After firing the shot, he realized he had hit his brother. Sorry. And immediately called 911. <laughs> he said sorry. <clears throat> the brothers walked Somewhere out. the deer is standing in the brush going, oh, this is awesome. The brothers walked out of the cornfield where first responders provided medical help. You should probably verify. Yeah, just wheel around and shoot. That it indeed looks like an animal before you shoot it. <laughs> All right. In Iowa, in December 2015, Zaza... Zaza? 38-year-old Burmese man was sent to the Iowa clinic with a referral letter for circumcision. Oh, boy. The letter was also faxed in four places on the referral form. It said circumcision, said Zaza's attorney, Mark Harding. The letter, Harding says, was to help with Zaza's trouble speaking English, but he signed more forms at the clinic. The interpreter filled out intake forms and said, we filled out uh, that it was to cut the skin. That particular document ended up being shredded, Harding said. Mm. In January, instead of circumcision, Dr. Kevin Berushing had uh, performed a vasectomy on Zaza. Harding said Zaza never understood what they were trying to get across and that it was their duty and their job to get that across. Harding said they tried to come to an agreement with the Iowa Clinic before trial. He said, yeah, they blamed him. They said he should have known we were wrong in the way we were doing it and pointing the finger at him the whole way through. It was Zaza's fault? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Zaza, it was not Zaza's fault. 
Wednesday, a jury made a $2 million verdict saying that Dr. Baruching had uh, shouldered 70% of the blame and Zaza 30% of the blame. Okay. So, so how much money did Zaza get? Uh, he gets $2 million. Ooh. Uh, he, the, Dr. Baruching was the professional. He was the one that should have made sure because he was the one cutting on the body. Last April, the jury awarded over $12 million to another man who was wrongly diagnosed with prostate cancer by that same clinic. So they've had some issues in the past. Not good, not no. good. And that is what I have. Right now for the bizarre file, let me give away my last $50 gift card for Primo's Hoagie. I have two of them. Yeah. Yay! Right. Let's go. Uh, thanks again to Primo Hoagies for feeding us this morning. Mm-mm, good. Uh, whether you're watching the game with friends or hosting for the holidays... Don't forget to pick up the best tasting hoagies in the Delaware Valley. We'll take callers 15 and 16 at 215-263-WMMR with over 90 locations. Find yours at primohoagies.com. So we'll take those callers now, and we will give you those gift cards. Coming back in a moment, lesson question. See how well you've been paying attention today. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, let's see. So today we have a lesson question to ask of you. And uh, the prize that we're going to give away is a pair of tickets to see Robert Kelly, great comedian, December 31st at Punchline. And the question that I think we're going to ask today is, who says goodbye to you when you leave the Vagina Museum? <laughs> 215263 WMMR. Okay? See if you know the answer to that. <laughs> Who says goodbye to you when you're leaving the Vagina Museum? 215-263-WMMR. That's the number call right now, and we will do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Heritage Business Systems. The document imaging equipment solution is Heritage Business Systems. Service, satisfaction, reliability, that's Heritage Business Systems. Now, a Xerox-owned company. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Kanye West is reportedly so enamored of his ranch in Wyoming that he just plunked down $15 million on another 7,000-acre ranch right next to it. West says he will eventually need the extra space for his dinosaurs. (laughs) 20-year-old Kylie, 22-year-old Kylie Jenner has sold off 51% of her company, Kylie Cosmetics, to makeup giant Cody... For a reported $600 million, said Jenner, quote, to think this all started with a dream and a glaring lie about the size of my lips. So. <laughs> and finally, Jennifer Aniston is, is adamantly denying a tabloid report that she's getting plastic surgery to fix her saggy knees. Aniston, Aniston says it's all nonsense, and she's perfectly fine wearing her knee bras. Her <laughs> <laughs> saggy knees? Her saggy knees. Are they, is that a thing? I guess it's a thing. Kathy, you ever heard of women being concerned I mean, about saggy knees? Yeah, it's just like extra skin, stretched out skin. Sure. Okay. All right. Saggy knees, Preston. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> Uh, who says goodbye to you when you leave the Vagina Museum? 215-263-WMMR is the number. Let's see if we can find an answer to that question. Uh, I'm going to go to Rob. Hey, Rob, good morning. Good morning. Rob, who says goodbye to you when you leave the Vagina Museum? The butthole. No. The butthole is around back, and the butthole was closing at one point, but uh, no, that is not who. It's it's actually a, uh, well, it's a being of sorts that says goodbye to you when you're leaving the Vagina Museum, which we found out is in London now, and it's actually a real place. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, 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 so... 
Uh, let's see if you know the answer, and I will go to Jim. Hi, Jim. Good morning. How we doing? Wonderful, Jim. Who says goodbye to you at the Vagina Museum? That would be E.T. E.T., yeah. yeah. Jim, hang on. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to see the one and only Robert Kelly, December 31st, 7.30 p.m. at Punchline, Philly. You can get tickets for Robert's December 30th and 31st shows at Ticketmaster.com. The shows are 21 and over, by the way. Let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Yeah! All right, uh, have some interesting stories for you today. A uh, report from TMZ says that Eddie Van Halen is resting at home after spending several days in the hospital due to complications from his treatment for cancer. Uh, according to sources close to the legendary musician, Eddie was admitted to the hospital last week with abdominal pain and intestinal issues. Reaction to the medicine? I believe so. Both issues were reportedly a bad reaction to the drugs that he was uh, taking for throat cancer. Uh, the icon was released from the hospital on Sunday. TMZ reported last month that Eddie has been traveling between the U.S. and Germany for several years now to get treatment for throat cancer. Uh, the guitarist had one-third of his tongue removed in 2000 due to the same ailment. Uh, the disease is said to be in check for now and that Eddie seems to be doing okay, at least on the surface. All right. Reps for Eddie have not issued any official comments on the matter. Eddie, by the way, who does not appear often in public, has been photographed recently. At a car dealership in Beverly Hills, a tool concert in L.A., and a spinal neurosurgeon's office. Ozzy Osbourne and Green Day are the only two rock acts who will perform at the American Music Awards, which will air live from the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles this Sunday. Ozzy will join rapper Post Malone, Travis Scott, and Andrew Watt to perform Post Malone's song, Take What You Want. From his latest album, Hollywood's Bleeding, Ozzy's appearance will be his first live performance since canceling his entire 2019 tour schedule earlier this year as he battled illness and recovered from back surgery. Meanwhile, Green Day is celebrating the 25th anniversary of its breakthrough 1994 album, Dookie, and will perform the record's hit Basket Case at the awards, as well as Father of All, the title track from the veteran punk act's upcoming album. It's funny that the only two rock acts on the show no. are doing it as kind of Ozzy's is kind of novelty because he's just a part of a song. Of a Post Malone song. And then Green Day is celebrating the 25th anniversary. Now, I mean, they do have new music out. I don't yeah. know if they're up for any awards. I don't think they are, but they're just kind of a of a throwback act. Well, I, I believe, we've said it many times before, I think we're, we're the, the pendulum is due to swing back. Uh, this is the award show during which... Uh, Taylor Swift will do her decades yes, performance. Yes, Artist of the Decade. Artist of the Decade performance. Yep. She's got permission to use the songs now, right? Uh, I don't know. Did that come through? I believe that's the deal. Okay. They struck a deal. Well, I hope so. Uh, well, they've only been on the scene for a couple of years, but Greta Van Fleet is the subject of a new book titled Hard Work, The Greta Van Fleet Story. Really? It's a little premature, don't you think? <laughs> the Greta Van Fleet Story. It's more of a pamphlet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a handout, a leaflet, yeah. a, uh, a flyer, a flyer, <laughs> if you yeah. will. A listen, you it, don't know their story. Yet. They're doing great, but you know, there's four guys. I mean, that's four chapters, probably. The first on the first page it says they're doing, and then you flip it over, it says great. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> According to a press release, the unofficial hard work uh, takes the band on an often surreal and edge-of-your-seat journey. At a time when popular music had become predictable, Greta Van Fleet brought its band of uh, brand of guitar-heavy, very Led Zeppelin-like heavy metal to the public in trenches. In the trenches, uh, the book by author Mark Shapiro includes interviews with local club owners from Greta Van Fleet's early days. <laughs> Come on, last week. Uh, their life on the road as they uh, played biker parties and bars before they were even old enough to be there. I mean, unless they were like eight years old, I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe they talk to the people that they uh, attend to daycare with. A complete discography, including unreleased material, the band's itinerary. I remember that he very much liked peanut butter. Wait, a complete discography? They have an EP. Yep. Right? It makes it easy. This is a joke, right? Now yeah. is the time to write the book. Maybe there is like a deep story behind it, and you guys are going to feel silly later. We will, yes. Maybe. Maybe they so. have traveled to other planets, Preston. <laughs> That's a Van Fleet. <laughs> Interdimensional travelers? We didn't even know. Okay. Uh, you guys may have heard this. I got a few uh, texts and emails about it, but Motley Crue will reunite for a stadium tour with Def Leppard and Poison next year. I think I might have to see something like that. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and Poison on the same bill. And what did we say? And what does Pierre say all the time? Never, Never ever listen to the farewell tour hype. Now, this is according to Rolling Stone. It's not official yet. Well, they re- the video released by the band uh, with Machine Gun Kelly narrating, who was uh, played Tommy Lee in the Dirt movie, is been is out there. It, was that not sanctioned by the band? Don't know. Okay. Uh, so, and in fact, uh, let's see here. Yeah, so there's the, the the crew posted the video with Machine Gun Kelly. It says here, no official announcement regarding the stadium tour has been rolled out yet. All right. Now, they say, they may say they're doing it, but we got to hear from Def Leppard, Poison, Crew, the tour. Saying I this gotcha. Is okay. All right. So, fans who shelled out for the band's 2014-15 farewell tour... Would led to believe that the group would officially retire after playing its final show in December, uh, on December or in December 2015, the Forum Los Angeles. The band touted the signing of a pre-tour cessation of touring agreement, as cementing the fact it truly was the end of Crew's life on the road. What's the um, what's the audio we have of this? It's the audio from the video, and it is Machine Gun Kelly talking about the deal. So what happens is you're seeing scenes of the band. And then they come in on this contract the president's talking about, the cessation of touring, and the entire office on which this, uh, the desk is, uh, this, this, this uh, document is, is uh, laying, blows to bits. Here's, here's the audio. In 2014, Motley Crue announced their final tour, putting an end to almost 35 years on the road. To make it official, they signed an unprecedented contract. In the years since, Motley Crue became more popular than ever and gained an entirely new legion of fans who, along with diehard crew heads, demanded the band tear up that stupid contract and come out of retirement. They knew that if they were ever to stand on stage together again, that contract would have to be destroyed. Well, destruction has never been an issue for Motley Crue. So backstage at a uh, 2014 show in Denver, uh, Nikki Six told Rolling Stone, legally, we can't play again. Uh, he said the only loophole is if all four band members agreed to do it, we could override our own contract. But we know that that will never happen. Uh, there are people in this band who will refuse to ever do it again, and you're talking to one of them. There is no amount of money that would ever make me do it again <laughs> uh-huh. because I have such pride in how we're ending it. 
He went on to say, if anybody ever, and I don't believe anybody would ever, uh, would call any other band members and say, hey, it's been 10 years. Let's just do 10 shows, a million a pop. It could never happen unless all four band members agreed. And if we did agree the way that we've set it up, including this conversation right now, we'd have so much egg on our face. We have so much pride that that alone would stop it. Uh-huh. Earlier this year, Nikki doubled down on the band's retirement from the road, telling the magazine, sometimes I look out my uh, I, I look out at my friends like the guys in Aerosmith and Metallica, and I'm like, God damn it, did we retire too soon? Yeah, you did. And he said, but there will be no one, no one-offs in our future. Maybe we'll just get together and jam in Mick Mars's front room. So I don't know, man. They made a stupid move. Yeah, they did a dumb contract, <laughs> and they realized there's a lot more money to be made. That Netflix movie came out with that chick and the squirting scene in the beginning. <laughs> Everyone went nuts. So now they're going to go back out and tour and make a whole ass load of money. Uh, I was in the movie, too. Yeah, this Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, so, hey, man, you know, yeah. I mean, listen, the Stones retired in 1980. Yeah. I would love... 1980! <laughs> yeah. That, was it 80 or 82? I That don't didn't take, did it? It, it didn't. didn't take. I think the Who did their uh, farewell tour in 82. Huh? You know. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was the Stones in 80, and then yeah. the... Yeah, the... Re- oh, God. Mm-hmm. And, and again, that, in that, in that audio mm-hmm. the fan base has increased the interest in the band has increased dude how much would you love to see them on the bill of like the mm barbecue that would be sensational right mm-hmm. it's funny at some point in their lives they must go uh you know what i don't know how to do anything else right yeah. <laughs> you know what are you gonna do with your days well all right Since so then that they decided to sell pregnancy tests <laughs> at <the> dollar store <laughs> every one of them None of them believed they were accurate, <laughs> but then they found out they were. So you've got Kiss, and they're going to do their their end of the road thing, and that's we're uh, selling chickens. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we'll have to wait and see. All right, one last story. Sixteen years after he first headlined the festival, Paul McCartney will return to play England's Glastonbury 2020, and Paul hipped the fans to the announcement by cryptically posting photos. Of composer Philip Glass, actress Emma Stone, and hero Chuck Berry. Glass Stone Berry. Glass Stone Berry. (laughs) (laughs) To his social media platforms. I get it. On uh, June 27th, uh, Paul and his band will headline the Pyramid Stage on Saturday night of Glastonbury 2020. So far, the Glastonbury gig is Paul's only official announced concert of the new year. <laughs> Paul, who first had them back in 2004, added, Hey, Glasto. Hey, Glasto. Excited to be biddly, a... Biddly. <laughs> Glasto Berry. Uh, excited to be a part of your anniversary celebrations. See you next summer. So uh, he's going to be... He should have included the short little video of Chuck Berry farting in the hooker's mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> you want to see something funny? Chuck Berry rips one in his hooker's mouth. He did more than that, did he not? <laughs> it's a laugh. Not in the video that we no, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's such a laugh. <laughs> he rips ass in his hooker's mouth. I can't Biddly, biddly. There's video of that. I you know. know, like, not that just the act existed, that somebody took the time to record it. Who was the sub? Was there a third person? Was- yeah, Where Regis Philbin. <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you do that again, Chuckster? I- the audio wasn't up. Chuckster? <laughs> 
Reed is filming. Yeah. Uh, was filming. Hey, Chuck, did you fart in the hooker's mouth again? <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. The great chronicler of, of sexual conspiracy. Hey, Rob Lowe. <laughs> oh, my God. Every every in-room. Hey, Mary and Barry, do some more blow. <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Oh, you, we know, you, you guys want to do? We, do we yeah. want to relive it? Let's hear. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kidding on. me? Let's see if this is no. Yeah, that's it. it. No, it keeps going to Chewy. What the hell is Chewy? Oh, is that, did Chewbacca in a room with a hooker? <laughs> uh, and nothing's coming up on that top screen. Nah, things Let's are going see. a little wacky on me uh, over here. All right. Well, we, that maybe that's that's the that's a sign telling us that we should not go to <laughs> Chuck Berry farting <laughs> in a hooker's mouth while <laughs> Regis Philbin is recording it. This is going to be great. Yeah. This is going to be awesome. Do be, we have it yet? Nah. It just says Chewy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know okay. what's going oh, on well, We're watching the video. We found the video. Oh, my God. We found graphic video. Oh, yeah. Dear God. Oh. There we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> is he? Oh, yeah. I think he he just he did. did his business on her. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, he no. Did. Uh, yeah. That's... Uh, it, it, it's, um, oh. And she got it in her eyes. Oh, my. Oh, yes. Well, of course she did. She's not wearing goggles. Look at her. She's... And, and then he... And oh, now, oh, Kathy, 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 tell us what's going on. Oh, my God, he's helping clear it out of her eye. <laughs> oh, what a gentleman. <laughs> such a nice guy. Yeah. Paul, what do you think of this? This is great. <laughs> it's such a laugh. Chuck Berry just finished on some hooker's face. Oh, my God. No, I think he's relieving himself. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. What yeah, a yeah. depraved gentleman he was. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I use the word gentleman lightly. But, he, of course, he was the uh, the king, uh, the, 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 the father of rock father and roll. rock and roll, yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but what oh. songs he wrote? Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> Nadine yeah. and uh, yeah. Hail Hail Rock and Roll and My Dingling. My yeah. Dingling. You know? Yeah. Uh, Casey, am it's... I making this announcement? Well, yeah, I mean, sure. Do you want a drum roll or anything like that? Sure. Boodly, boodly. Okay, I don't know. This is just handed to me, so it says... Uh... Chuck Berry? No. What? Uh, where's the where's the date? Where is it? Where are they playing? Oh, here we go. Who is it? June twenty seventh, the BB and T Pavilion, the Doobie Brothers, fiftieth anniversary tour. This is pretty cool though because it it will be featuring uh, Tom Johnston, Michael McDonald, Pat Simmons, and John McPhee. Well, that is the full Doobie arsenal, and and, uh, Johnston was. Responsible for some of my favorite Doobie songs. Yep, and Michael McDonald is an amazing musician. And that's right. Yeah, that's right. Hey, did you see that video? <laughs> Chuck Berry, fortune of hookers, man. Uh, let's see here. June 27th, uh, BB&T Pavilion, and tickets are on sale Friday, wow. December 6th. Yeah. At uh, 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. So, China Grove, all of yeah. those. I mean, obviously, they played all the songs in concert anyway, but uh, you're going to have the original. Yeah. Gentlemen involved. Great, great band. Mm-hmm. Lots of great songs. All right, cool. Just thought we would uh, pass that information along after <laughs> Chuck Berry farting in a hooker's <laughs> mouth and apparently urinating on her, too. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. What a world. What, what a, a world. show. Uh, we have the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize that we reveal in just a moment or two. Stay with us. We'll be back in a little bit. Wow. What's new? Glad you asked. Dirty honey. You know the time has come. So don't let me win. Shine down. My monster's out there. And then 
Everything that rocks on 93.3 WMMR. An enjoyable program today. Thank you to uh, Primo Hoagies for dropping off some goodies for us. Check them out at primohoagies.com. And uh, we have one more prize to award before we wrap for the today. Today is uh, Tattoos Day. So, yeah. We need to give away a President's Day of Tattoo. We're going to do that very thing. Our winner today is from Burnville, Pennsylvania. It's Brian Hess, everybody. Brian gets a Preston and Steve tattoo, courtesy of our friends from world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo, and they're located at 621 South 4th Street in South Philadelphia. And you never know, Brian might be uh, tattooed by some of the area's top tattoo artists like Troy Temple. You can see his work on Instagram, at Troy Temple or Philadelphia Eddie's. Tattoo.com. So congratulations to you, sir. Uh, you know what I want to do before we leave? Let me give something else away because I know we have this screening tomorrow night uh, for the movie Knives Out. And it's at 730 at the Ritz East. And you know what? I should unload. Mm, I just gurgled. Uh, let's do seven of these. 215-263-WMMR. And we'll give you movie passes. All right. So it's tomorrow night, 730. At the Ritz East, you want to get there by 7 to make sure you get in in time, get yourself a seat and everything. But Knives Out, it looks like a really great movie. Oh, they're, they're rave reviews. It's an old-style whodunit and the yep. Agatha Christie vein. You know, we did not get a chance to do it. Maybe we should hold it to tomorrow, but the, there's a sound that you omitted that we have yet to hear yet. Yeah, the click. Yeah. <clears throat> the Preston click. All right, we'll hold off on that. Yeah, I don't want to build it up too much. No, I mean, no. It's but not we, as, in, uh, as epic as... Uh, well, there are masters yeah. and there are friends. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, my Padawan <laughs> over here. I Mad mean, just gurgled a tiny bit, yeah. and and that you know spoke to you guys. But uh, <laughs> Nick is the real maestro around here. Uh, Pierre Robert is indeed in the studio. Hey, man. Hi. How you doing today? Um, fine, thank you. The Rolling Stones never did a farewell tour ever. Uh, not in 1980. Not in 1982. Never, ever, ever. Uh, they was, broke up. No, 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 never. Never? Nope. I thought they, that they, uh, mid- they mid- were not playing for a while, but they, they had never. They falling out? They had some falling outs, hmm. uh, but they never called it a break. There was never a formal, we're, we're done. No. And, right. and there was never a farewell tour. Right. To their credit. Uh, the Who did do a 1982 farewell <laughs> tour that I rushed to get tickets for. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. And went to Veterans Stadium at, or JFK Stadium, actually. And uh, so, oh, my God, I'm never going to see them again. And I couldn't afford to go to... Did I tell you this story before? Oh. Couldn't tell you. I couldn't afford to go to the final show in Toronto. So they were simulcasting it at the Tower Theater. And I paid 10 bucks and went and sat in the Tower Theater and watched a simulcast of the final... The, quote, final <laughs> show of The Who in 1982 from Toronto. Were you with uh, MMR at the time? Yeah. You must have been working. Just yeah, barely, yeah. but just, yeah. And I'm going, oh, I can't believe it. Because, I mean, I saw them with Keith Moon uh, three times. And I was just, no, 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 this can't be. This can't be. And, of course, it wasn't. <laughs> and, and I, I think I, I sort of paraphrased your assessment that never trust the farewell tour. It, right. it, it seldom sticks. Now, did Motley Crue actually say they're going to do one? or So th- every indication is that they want to do the tour. As Preston says, we're... we're the the video was issued with them blowing up this contract and making this big thing about this. Right. So they sanctioned that. 
Um, so that is what they're pl- we understand in this tour that that Preston announced with these other bands um, with Def Leppard and uh, who else? Uh, Cinderella was it? Who else? Uh, Cinderella know. and po- no 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 Poison, Poison and uh, hang on. I got this. Def Leppard, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, we we don't have a confirmation on that aspect of it. So I just think it it uh, it lessens their credibility. <laughs> I think it, I think it takes something from them, not a huge amount, but when you say a farewell tour and then you come back five years later, and many bands have done it, uh, you know, and I love most of the bands that have done it. It should be more like an au revoir tour, right? So we'll. Um, How about you just don't see a later tour? tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you later tour. How about if you just don't tour if you don't want to tour, yeah. and then tour if you want to tour? Right. But when you say it's farewell, y- you should mean it. Johnny Carson did his last show and never that appeared again. That was it. Again. Yep. Uh, and to his credit, I think um, you know there's something about doing what you say you're going to do, and the farewell thing it just has to be not taken with a grain, but buckets, gallons <laughs> of salt. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, and they're very popular now, though. Did you ever see the Netflix movie, The Dirt? I didn't, no. Okay. But it, I want to. It's a lot of fun. It really I is. like Motley Crue, too. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to see them. I, you know, But I wouldn't have done a farewell tour were I them. But but then, if you're going to go to sign the contract, then you're going to blow them, for heaven's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> At least Cher is on her eighth farewell tour, and she calls it like that. She, you know, she, right, she says, right. yeah. And the Eagles did that, too. Glenn Fry, before he passed away, he goes, this is, I think, farewell number seven. Is that right, Don? <laughs> now he goes, it's farewell number eight, uh, Glenn. So. I guess they wonder if, you know, I, I mean, it depends on if there's still interest out there or not, you know? <clears throat> it's like the going out of business sale. Right. Yeah, yeah if all of a sudden vibe. they didn't realize that, yeah. yeah, we can actually keep doing this, you know, instead of trying to squeeze every bit of it out of the, I don't know who the hell well, goes. That's why, ah, hell, ah, hell. <laughs> that's why I love the Stones, because they never did a farewell tour. I thought they did. I thought 1980, they uh, they were going to wrap it up. I can assure you that that is not the case. Okay. All right. All right. Well, if someone, anyone would know, it would be you. Yep, uh, absolutely. This, I don't know much. But, but you know I you know. love us. Yeah, I know, and I know I love you so much. I love right. you even more than I love the farewell tour of the Who. Well, I would love to get the letter out of you. You ready to go? Yeah, um, it's me being a segue dude. Here okay, we go. Okay, we right. gotta go, man. Preston and Steve <laughs> on ninety-three three Now the Daily Letter. <laughs> Say Santa's gotta go. Yeah, Santa's gotta go. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the Letter. Oh, as in oh my. All right, and we have a four pack of tickets as MMR Rock. Tool at Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City Friday. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Did you go? You didn't go to the Tool show. Last I did. Day. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. And thoughts? Uh, it was wild. I'd never seen them before. Um, I did not realize that Maynard uh, did not even. He hides in the back. He doesn't come in onto the front of the stage. Mm-hmm. There's two giant platforms on either side of the drum kit, and he's crouched kind of like an animal a lot. There and then he'll stand up and do a scene, but they didn't even put a spotlight on him when he was singing. It was it was huh. really he's a real he's a real arty dude. Right, he's uh, he's an he's an odd character. Right, yeah, kind of a recluse. I've heard too. Can be, yeah. Um, but it, it amazing show, amazing production, and we'll talk about it more. Um, we and, and play some. We had him on a few years ago, and I remember leading into that interview being a little intimidated and thinking, "What are we going to get out of this?" Right. I don't know what to expect from this this guy. And he was nice enough. He yeah, was he's, good. He's, yeah. just, he's a smidge quiet, but he uh. was a nice enough guy. And, uh, yeah, he's just, uh, you know, 
He's one of those arty types that's just a little bit out there and, and um, a, a minor genius in some ways, right. you know, and yeah. He, it was interesting, though, because he doesn't want to stand out, and yet he had this giant mohawk, this beautiful mohawk, and he had face paint, this black face paint all over his, both eyes um, and these, these red plaid wild um, pants and a black leather jacket. So he, he looked quite exotic, even yeah. though he didn't want to stand but out. He's all right. done up, but you're not really seeing him a lot. Kind of. Yeah. Huh. yeah. That's so. interesting. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, well, anything else? Are we good? Yes. No, we're not yeah. good. Okay, good. I mean, because... <laughs> we still have issues to hash out, buddy. <laughs> we we have 10 minutes left in the therapy session, okay? <laughs> okay. And we're going to get our money's worth, okay? <laughs> no, um... Speaking of end of the road, I have Kiss end of the road tickets. There you go. <laughs> For their 79th farewell tour, uh, which will be August 29th, uh, down in Atlantic City. Goes on sale on Friday. Uh, wouldn't want to miss that because you'll never see them again. Never. Uh, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Except at the chicken Except stand. at the chicken festival. <laughs> yeah. In Tuscaloosa. Oh. Oh. Um friend of mine works security and uh, was with Gene Simmons one time, and he took some gum out of his mouth and spit it into a, a, you know, a little container, and he held it in his hands, and he goes, 500 bucks. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> you could sell it for 500 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Anyway, we'll have workforce blocks of The Killers and Queen and Bob Marley and those fabulous KISS tickets to give away. Awesome. Thank you, Pierre. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, by the way. Uh, Winter Airport Parking, fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. And also Wilmington University. Experience the Wilmu difference by visiting wilmu.edu. Tomorrow we are scheduled to go live on Fox Good Day. Uh, don't forget the Great American Smokeout is coming up on Thursday, so we'll have more chances for you uh, to be here for that tomorrow morning and uh, a bunch of other prizes that we'll have your opportunity to win. That's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Well, listen, let me tell you something. I don't know who needs to hear this, but nobody, and I do mean nobody, on Facebook gives a damn about how fit you're getting. It's winter. It's fat season. Leave us alone. I'm looking for the ham. I'm looking for the turkey. Get out of my face. Next message. WMMR rocks. Philadelphia rocks. And Tool was boners. It was awesome. Happy Tuesday. Enjoy the show that everyone was there. It was freaking awesome. Next message. There is no greater feeling than being in a phase six as a rideshare driver in Philly. I can't find a bathroom. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.